Tenpence Arcade Podcast is sponsored by Retro Games Party. Get out of emulation and into the real arcade of Retro Games Party. Arcade game hire for public events and private parties. With free regular community-led meetings throughout the year, there ain't no pie like a Retro Games Party. Visit their website at www.retrogamespie.co.uk and get involved. Tenpence Arcade Podcast is now a proud member of the Throwback Network. Let's go for it. Hello, welcome to Tempence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, a.k.a. Vertvic. And I'm Alex Crowley, a.k.a. Chuck Egg. How you doing, mate? Oh, not bad. I was going to say, this is a podcast about, well, everyone knows now, now don't they? What's that? But it's podcast, I know what we do. <laughs> we collect video games, we play video games from the arcade, all that sort of stuff, and talk and about it a lot. And that's it. That's about it, really. <laughs> Let's do it. What have you been up to? Go on, you what first. What have I been up to? I've got my sheriff working. Oh, I know. Excellent. Well yeah. done. You asked me about a billion questions on the phone. I had some other guy talking to me about monitors and stuff. Yeah. So what was the problem in the end with it? Well, we thought it was a flyback. Yeah. And um, there's a, and it wasn't. Right, that's we were, good. We that's handy. Hunting, we were hunting around for this bloody uh, flyback and there isn't any. I thought you were about to say a, a swear word then. You went f- <laughs> flyback. Yeah, that's, that's, that's I a can't swear word. swear. I'm not allowed to. Well, in, in arcade circles, when something like a flyback goes on a monitor, it's usually accompanied by swears, isn't it? Yes. Oh, me flyback's gone again. My, yeah. my glasses are steaming up. Well, that's all this, all this <laughs> hot air and uh, rude blue language going on in the room, I suspect. So it wasn't um, a flyback then? It what? was a little resistor that he'd missed wow. in between. Yeah, a tiny little thing that was causing all, that, all those bar lines. Yeah, because you had sort of like mm. uh, retraced lines on it. It was a very, very bright picture. Yeah. And you could see sort of, um, I think they call them retraced lines mm. on the screen, like you'd turn the brightness up too much. Because it's an old Sanyo monitor, it's slightly different from a Donkey Kong monitor, isn't that's it? That's right. It's not an EZ20. No. So it's, it's a very similar one, though, isn't it? Yeah, an earlier model, but... Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't have worked on that one. All oh, right. Because I was looking around for the the brightness. So I'm sure there's one on the on the fly. Well, that was the trouble. He couldn't adjust it. He couldn't adjust. He couldn't get yeah, it down. Yeah, so it was that couldn't. resistor that was gone. Oh, I so see. Stopping him from doing that. Ah, so it wasn't resistant enough yes. to do what it had to do. So it's just open. Exactly. Ah, well, that's cool then. Yeah. Oh, I was taking a while to do that, but Mark, our monitor guy is pretty good, isn't he? Oh, he is a genius. That yeah, guy. yeah. He is. He's really. And he's offered to yeah. do me boards now. Repair PCBs. Really? As you can well. do PCBs. Yep. Ooh, might have to tap him up for yeah. mine if they get Definitely. going. He's, a, he's an all-round nice guy, too. Yeah, yeah, right? very clever. I like it. Have you seen he plays pinball? I love his pinball, yeah. Gorgar. Is it Gorgar? Uh, Centaur. Centaur. Yeah. He's got the speech chip on and everything. Yeah, it's he, really he cool. modded that himself. Really? Yeah, he cre- created that speech mod for it. He's a clever bugger, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's wow. Great restoration. Yeah, yeah, it's a really nice piece um, of kit. Though. I'd have to go but, on it when I'm around that time. But the, the monitor on that sheriff, mate, is unbelievable. It's just for so that age, crystal yeah. clear. Well, when we when we actually playing it, it looked pretty good. It just looked really, really bright. But yeah. the actual monitor and the colours are really nice on it. Yeah, I'm no, interested no to play that actually. No burn, no. Which is yeah. weird because it's an old game as well. Yeah, yeah, a really nice one. Well, I guess you? you know the, the scores. I was going to say was the highest. The high score would have changed every time you turned it on, anyway, wouldn't it? Yeah, they yeah, do that on any kit. game unless you go over a certain amount. Is it? No, no, that that old because it's so old, they wouldn't have had chips to to save the score or any battery backups because it's it's old eighty eighty hardware, which is like late seventies hardware. Yeah. So no, it wouldn't have had a high score kit. I'm, there's some people who do their own high score kits. Actually, they can they can mod little things about NV RAM, yeah. which is like a battery backed up RAM, and it will save scores because people have done it with Frogger and all sorts yeah. of sort of modern games. But that one, no way, you lose your scores every time. Yeah. You have to take a picture of it every time you get a good score. Yeah, I mean, I've had my head in the back of that cab, just having a good old look around. It's an unusual 
machine. It is you know, a bit it's completely odd, different than all my other Nintendo cabs. All the innards inside, like the power supply and everything, the, the looms, all the same. Yeah, the but, same but, as. Yeah. But because it's mirrored, it, yeah. it's a completely new thing for me. Yeah. And yeah, it is odd. The monitor's the, down below rather than up top. Yeah. It shines up through through the. Through the that's right. The and glass, that's what I'm yeah. investigating at the moment because. Of Luke's prototype, Sheriff, he's got the... the Sega mini, version. The Sega version. Yes. He's got a fluorescent backdrop in the back, which looks yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like the old Space Invaders. Which I would like to do for Sheriff. Yeah, why Be- not? Because it's not a permanent thing, you can quite easily take it out. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. But I've been trying to... I've been looking into how you create that, because there's there's a piece of card behind the back of the mirror. Yes. And I've been trying to find out whether... You know, it's any old mirror, or do I need a specific mirror nah, to no, create this fluorescent image behind the back of the sprites? I've got an idea how they work it, because of the Space Invaders. What it is, is the mirror is a half mirror, half glass. Mm-hmm. So you can see a mirrored image in it, but it's also see-through, if you know what I mean. Right, okay. And what they do is they use those black lights, you know, ultra, ultraviolet lights, yeah, to, 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 you know, to give it a shine. And, and I think all the, the inks have got UV ink in them, so they right. shine up. So you might have to talk to some specialists about it, I think. But you could always yeah. get someone to just draw you a backdrop. You could have any old backdrop, couldn't you? Well, yeah. I mean, it's the, the, the artwork's quite simple, but yeah. very effective. Kind of old uh, cactus and yeah, exactly. all old, that sort of old stuff. saloon bars and yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. That'd, that'd be really nice. Yeah, so I'm looking into that, mate, at the moment, and that'd be really cool. But I'm, again, I don't know anything about the paints. Yeah. I'm quite good at painting and art, so I'm, yeah, quite, yeah. I'm quite for taking that on. Yeah, why not? I'm sure someone will be able to do that. So I'm, I'm sure yeah. they've done it already. Because a lot of these old games have got those um, those those UV ink backdrops mm. where they, they shine back and you see... It's like um, Asteroids Deluxe. Yeah. And things look like they're floating midair on the screen. Yeah. And the screen's on top of it as well. It's quite yeah, clever. So I'd like it works. to look in the back of one, just see how it works, you know? Yeah, a lot of old EM machines do. Yeah. Next time we go up to the new frontier, ask James even poke in the back of one yeah. of the Space Invaders or something, because he's yeah. got a few of them that do that. So I probably need fluorescent paint and a UV light. Yeah. Well, you, black lights are easy to find because they yeah. use them for like um, vivariums and stuff like that. They're quite easy to get hold okay. of. They're not, they're not expensive either, really. Okay. That'd be quite cool. Have you got yeah. any high scores on your sheriff then? Well, I got quite far. I got to level nine. Level nine already? So, um, wow. so up to the first three levels, mm-hmm. um, you get to the third level and you rescue Betty. Uh, Betty. Betty. The woman with no mouth. <laughs> Betty. <laughs> She's got no mouth, has she? On the uh, bezel. Keep quiet, at least, <laughs> I suppose. And um, basically, your score doubles. Oh, right, And then okay. I got to level... I got past level eight, and my score tripled. Oh. So I got well over 25,000. That's pretty good. Which was a good score. You'll probably find out that's probably the world record, because no one's got the be. flipping game, have they? It might be, yeah. You should have gone to Twin Galaxies. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> but I need to sort out that control panel, because it's lifting up. Oh, yeah, because um, it's cracked, it, isn't it's it? It's stopping me pushing the uh, gas cooker knob down oh, to fire. Yeah, fire button. <laughs> Yeah, so you're getting used to the controls okay, though. It's pretty yeah, yeah. intuitive. I mean, intuitive it's like trying it to drive an old car, you know. It's got its oh, the yeah. joysticks. Synchromesh joysticks. Uh, joysticks are horrible. Really? <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it's just like a normal Nintendo, isn't it? No, it's a lot higher, and it's, oh, it's right. got over, too much oversteer. Oversteer. Or understeer, whatever it is. <laughs> you're skidding around the corners with it. You know. Oh, right, okay. You'll have to play. You haven't played it yet. I haven't really played it. We were just trying to fix it that time when I was around there. Yeah. We were just trying to get it working. But, but yeah. you know, first impressions, I know um, Roger came around, he was like racking his joystick around, saying, no, no, calm down, calm down, this is the only one, please. Cost me a fortune, yeah. Dave, Dave. And then, you know, once you get into it and realise, you know, this is old, proper old school. Well, do you know a... what? I have actually got a spare Nintendo joystick. Yeah. You know, normal, and it's an eight-way one. An eight-way one? Because cool, it was yeah. off of um, a Versus um, 
I bought this really old knackered control panel from America and I shipped over. It's quite expensive. All I wanted was the buttons and the joysticks. So what that would come off then? It came off a Versus. Remember, you, you saw it in the garage, but it had a hole in the panel. There was like a drilled hole in the panel. I don't think you ever saw it. Mm. Well, I stripped it off and just chucked the panel out because it wasn't worth keeping. It was that knackered. Okay. But a joystick, so I sold one, um, which I'll get onto in a minute, to someone else recently. Uh, with something and I've got one left over and I probably won't use it because mm. my Donkey Kong Jr. has got a really nice joystick in it and this is an eight-way it's got an eight-way gate on it rather than a four-way yeah so it might do you better than me might actually. Be. but as a part of me thinks oh, well just keep the old one yeah because all, all the all the, the bolt holes underneath yeah are underneath the plastic control panel sure so you won't ever see it and if you want to put a, a, the original back in there just bung it back in yeah it's true I mean I'm going to get know, just keep it the in the control box. panel uh, rebuilt or a new one yes and a reproduction uh, scanned artwork of the uh, the underlay the underlay yeah yeah it should be difficult so I might just you know have that up on the shelf the original yeah yeah one you could even probably have. glue that perhaps you know yeah. and so just get some super glue on it and just make sure it's a nice join because mm. it isn't actually broken off it's just a crack isn't yeah. it a big crack yeah it'd be nice to keep hold of it Oh, definitely. Backlight yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so what have you been up to then, mate? Well, things. My Donkey Kong that I built, gone. Yes. RGP took it away. It's in his lair at the moment. How did you feel? How did you feel? Uh, not too bad, actually, because it's going to a good home, I think. He's yeah. going to play it, and he, he loved it. As soon as he came, he said, ooh, ooh, how do you get this texture on the side? And all that? I was like, I can't tell you. <laughs> it was <laughs> a roller, secrets, basically. Yeah. It was a roller. <laughs> yeah, um... He really liked it. He had a quick go here and he loved it. And um, he had it back and he sent me a picture of it next to your Popeye you sold okay, him. Yeah. And it looked really nice together. Look red and blue. Lovely. Yeah. Looked really nice. So yeah. he's he's going to keep that in there for a while. He might put it in the new frontier, but I think he's going to keep it himself. He's got a bit of a, a place for Donkey Kong. He quite yeah. likes it. Yeah. I think he wants to get onto our 100k plus Donkey Kong club as well. And sometime. it's good he can put a junior in there as well, can't he? Put a junior. He can even put Popeye in there or, yeah. or Mario Brothers if he yeah. wants. I told him about you know swipping the monitor around if you want to change the monitor around. Uh, the white pony also gone. The oh, third pony I had that's got gone up to. Room, then. Yeah, it's pretty empty actually. There's some some room in there for a change, so I can actually move around. Mm, nice, isn't it? And the death race mm. will be coming before long. Yeah. I should be paying for that very soon. Ulrich's been very good about it. He's kept hold of it for me. Cool. Got all the bits sorted out. New artwork, uh, monitor works, control panel works, um, PCB work. Everything works on it. Just needs putting back together. Mm. It does. It's a little bit rough around the edges. It needs a bit of bondo. I think it needs a back door, which is an easy thing to make. Mm-hmm. It's probably the easiest part of a cab to make. Yeah. Uh, and it all works. And it's all got new side art to go with it and new front art. And I think he's got a new marquee for it. And he's got a new bezel, all sorts of goodies cool. extra with it. Was so, this off the love container or was this something he found in Europe? I think he's had it for a while, actually. I yeah. don't think it came off the, the love container. Yeah, James is also going to bring me down a Galaxian to play with. But wow. unfortunately, he didn't have time to get it. Because yeah. I came down in Anthony Graham in his, in his estate car. And apparently, it was like nine deep buried in their, uh, their deepest Vaults <laughs> and the lair. So he's going to hopefully get it down to me sometime. Uh, maybe someone in the van who goes up to play, play. when they get it for me. Can do. Yeah, it'd be nice actually. <laughs> so yeah, that'll fill the games room back up. But the games room's going to be pretty empty, which is actually nice. Go and get in there, get a death race in there, which isn't a very small cab. It's quite a big cab. It's and actually, wide, isn't it? It's quite wide. Yeah, it's oh, two man. steering wheels, so it's quite yeah. wide. And hopefully get in there and just get some time to restore it a little bit mm. and then and play the damn thing because I love yeah, the how game. How does Death Race work? Has it got a uh, gear shift or is it just pedals? It's, it has got a pe- one pedal mm. for accelerate. I think you just let go of it to decelerate, obviously. 
and it's got a big steering wheel, one each, each mm-hmm. player, and it's also got it's got a gear knob, but it's only like forward and reverse. Okay. So what happens if you bash into something, you just whip it into reverse quick to reverse mm-hmm. yourself out of it, otherwise you'd never get out of it. I can't wait and to play this. It's good. You never played it before? No. Oh, it's really good. No. It's one of those games that you can't really play in main because no. it doesn't, unless you have a proper analog setup with an analog steering wheel and analog pedal, which most people don't bother with, it's hard to play. And I've played it two special, times. doesn't it? It's a bit like the Sheriff. You it's know, one of those unique. games that I think is, is worth... It's a sort of conversation piece, as I'll put it yeah. at the time. Yeah. Uh, Alpha One, who's sort of helping out with the delivery of it, he said, mm. you know, it's a big conversation piece. You yeah. sort of show everyone in there, oh, Don Kong, yeah, I know that. Yeah. Oh, here's Death Race. Oh, I've never seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. No, you haven't. No. I've only seen two in America, you know, so yeah. it's good. Old. It's a rare cab. Yeah, I may splash out another cab. I'm after a few sort of put me fingers so out. You've got bit. your eyes on a Mrs. Pac-Man. I do like Mrs. Pac-Man, <laughs> and we got to say sorry to our friend John Studley because he's the Pac-Man guy and he hates Mrs. Pac-Man. Does he? Yeah. It, it, well, basically, it's a boot. It's nothing like the original game. Yeah. It, it doesn't work like it's not got the quite. It's not as technical as Pac-Man, but I like even worse than liking Mrs. Pac-Man. I like the speed-up version yeah. of Mrs. Pac-Man because. When you go to America, I've been to America a few times, every time I've been there, I've always seen loads of Mrs. Pac-Mans, and they've always got the speed-up mod on them. And basically, it makes the game a lot easier, but it also makes it friendlier to people who are not very good yeah, at it, like me. More gamer, yeah. Yeah, so you can, you can get 100,000 on it quite easy, and I, could, yeah. I couldn't even get 10,000 on Mrs. Pac-Man normally. Yeah. You know, so it's, basically, it's a nice sort of quick game to play, and I've got a board, an old bootleg board, which I got for $5. And it's a great looking cab. It's a lovely looking cab. Cool, yeah, it's it? really, really nice. So I'm sort of putting my feelers out for one of those. Oh, I don't know yet. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Well, anything comes up, I fancy I might just have. Mm. So hopefully from the, the, the sale of these cabs I've got, I'll just keep hold of the money for a little while and splash on something when I need it. Awesome. So be quite nice. I always thought, you know, the best uh, setup in a games room is have all the cabs you want and have one at the end that you can rotate. You know, every six months you've played the game to death or got yeah. bored of it. Swap it round for another one. Yeah, that's that's the idea of the jammer cabs, really, because I've got my yeah. two ponies. I've got a horizontal pony and a vertical pony, and I'm never going to get rid of them because no. I got them in a right state, and I got them for a bargain as well, and I rescued them from an old you know, place that was closing down and that. And I basically did quite a good job of doing them up, and I use them quite a lot. I mean, they're the cabs I use mostly. I had MAME setups in them for a long time, one vertical, one horizontal, and I used to play all my games in it. Yeah. And... Now I just play jammer boards in there, and I do swap them out, like you said, every few months. I'll get bored of this one, put another one in, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. And I can always put main back in them if I want to. Mm. So it's it's nice having two. And the third one, which I sold, I never really used it. It was sort of a pig in the middle. Even though it was the nicest looking one by far, it was a sort of mint condition. I didn't really use it that much. Mm. I, I just kept to my old favourites, you know. Yeah. So I thought, you know, there's not much it. variation between the machines, is there? Oh no, no, in no. Looks wise, no. I mean, it's just... they're, they're generic cabs, basically. Yeah. You can put in whatever game you like, and you can mm. change the marquee. And I've got a few different control panels I made. You know, one player, two player. I may make a spinner one. I may make a trackball one. You know, for the odd game I might want to play spinner because I'm getting quite into Arkanoids in America last yeah. as well. Do like a bit of Arkanoid, but playing it with the joystick on on the sixteen ones is yeah, definitely not. This is no. not in. No, it's not on at all. It's rubbish. Yeah, but it's nice seeing uh, Anthony Graham and James RGP come down for the cab. Nice of them to come all the way down here to pick it up. We hoofed it in the back of his uh, his estate car, and it was off. It went. Wave bye bye. Yeah, I got a text from him a bit later in the day. I was a bit busy that day, so yeah. Because I think he wanted to go around to get a key off you or something for the, oh, the God, Popeye. Yeah. You have to send it to. Him. It's fine. It to him, it's fine. Yeah. I've also had another few things I was up to. I visited an ex-operator friend of mine, a guy I met a little while back when I bought a cab off of his daughter, actually, and I bought another one off of him, a guy called Brian, and um, he's got a lock-up 
uh, just outside Kingston, close mm. to where we live. And I said to him a while back, oh, if you ever want to, if I can give you a hand, I'll help you clear the place up. He had loads of arcade goodies in there and loads of junk and all sorts of stuff. Because he, he was an ex-operator, had all sorts of gear in there. I thought it'd be interesting to look for. He said, yeah, yeah, no problem. So we eventually got together a few weekends ago and he gave me a load of stuff, you know, loads of real cool stuff we found. I helped him clear a few things out and then I'll go back when he eventually wants to dump all the rubbish and I'll give him a hand with that. But yeah, I got all sorts of goodies from there. It's cool. nice. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Nice going. Hopefully I'll be able to sell some for him as well yeah. because, uh, no ninty stuff. I'm afraid not. I did ask, but no, not like, he had a lot of Sega stuff yeah. actually. Cause I think that was like the more, the later games, the later, had lots yeah. of racing stuff, you know, mm. also someone who I cannot name secret. Sent me some CD images for my Konami 573 board. You know the one I've got the Konami Classics in? Yes. And that board is only really, it's, it's more of a motherboard. It's almost like a PC-based thing. And it's sort of, um, there's not many games that are very good for it. The ones I can think of is Konami Classics, which I bought it for, which has got the 10 Konami Classic mm-hmm. games on it. The other game is Bishy Bashy. The Japanese mad I had game that on the PS One. Yes, it's it's. I think it's PlayStation hardware actually. That yeah. game, but that is a really good game, and I played it in Japan when I was like it's over a mad there. Game, isn't it's it? a, it's it's loads of little little Shop, silly it's a little games. Bit like WarioWare yes, or it's yeah, very similar yeah, to yeah. that. You get these little silly games. You've only got three buttons, and you've got to beat the crap out of these buttons to yeah. do things. You know, you've got to run along, or you've got to grab things, or whatever. And there's like red, blue, and green button. And when the things come on the screen, red or blue, you got to press the button quickly. And you always and usually these cabs are really big. And they're like three players. So you can get three players going mad at each other. And he sent me the images so I can put this, it's a CD-based game, onto the 573. But the only thing is, when you put the game on there, I think it needs an install CD and then a gameplay CD. Right. Like, you know, a Dreamcast or, or a, a PlayStation. It needs a CD in there to spin to play. And I think once you, you install the game on there, unless you've got an install game for the original game, you can't get it back, and I don't want to lose Konami Classics. I paid a lot of money for that, yeah, and I don't yeah, want yeah. to lose it. So I'm a little bit scared about doing it. So I think I might just leave it. <laughs> but you know, the other the other games that came with this is like the DDR games, which unless you've got a DDR machine, you're not going to use. Mm. So the guy who sent me to me, I think he had a DDR version. He says, I don't want a DDR. I want to play, you know, Bishy Bashy on it. So he sent me these very kindly sent me these CDs, but I don't think I'll use them. I'm a bit scared to do it, you know? Yeah, it's a trouble with a lot of this sort of stuff, isn't it? I'm sure there's some, some clever sods out there who, who know how to do it. Because there's something you can do with the NVRAM, I think, which I don't really know, you know much that about. I got for the Vetrex. Uh, yes. recently. You got a multi-cart, didn't you? Yeah, yes. well, that doesn't play properly, really. I mean, the, really? The, it, sort of, it kind of folds the screen up. Oh, I was right. thinking of something wrong with this, this Vectrex. Oh. Pulled the, the thing out, and it works fine with Minesweep on there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, right. Perfect screen. As soon as you put that back in again, it sort of folds up again. Yeah, funny you should mention that. I was playing my Vectrex the other day, because I've been on the Vectrex Facebook page, and then we were talking about different things. Oh, I'll play my Vectrex. I haven't played for a while. And I was playing my Vec Multi, which is an SD card, um, like your thing, but it's an SD and put loads of games on it. And it kept crashing. Mm. I was like, for oh, God's sake, you know, I haven't played it for years. You know, what's going on? So I got on there and someone said, I'll take the cart out and see if it crashes with Minefield. And it doesn't. So I suspect yeah. it's just a dirty connector or something. Could be. Vectrex are very, they're very sort of, um, clutchy, clingy. Mm. They go wrong quite easily. You know, you don't ever want to put one in a post. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they will break. Yeah. And they're, they're quite sort of flaky. They're old hardware now, old vector hardware, yeah. but people do mods on them. They do cap kits and stuff. So hopefully I'll sort of get it sorted, but it seems to work all right. I just reset it again. It was okay. I've made um, a nice control panel for one of our friends, Dave Lightbulb. 
Okay. He's got a jammer cab he's doing up, and I've, I've done this um, control panel for him. It's just an aluminium top and, and a, an MDF thing, and I think we'll do a little segment on that later on a bit of restorations because someone in the feedback asked me for some uh, restoration tips. So yeah, we might haven't go done into much of that, have we? Really? No, no, I've not done some for a while. Yeah. But I think you need sort of pictures as well as audio for that. Yeah. So I might put some stuff on the web page. Yeah, and if anyone else wants to do some restoration, if you've got anything in mind, you know, make a back door, install a coin door, make a control panel, any of that sort of stuff, you know, mount a monitor. Give us a shout, because I'm an engineer. I do that sort of thing, pretty handy with wood and tools and aluminium. So, you know, if you're interested in doing it, I might cover it for you. Yeah, the thing I have. wanted to talk about was um, screws, getting them polished. Oh, yeah. I see that um, videos that John does on his John's Arcade thing, he does his, uses his tumbler. Yes. And he puts walnut shells in there. Yep. Have you seen that? Yeah, we've actually got I a, don't even know what they're called. Is, they, is that what they're called, tumblers? They are. Some, well, the tumblers, and we, the one at work we've got is a big industrial thing called a yeah. rumbler, and we put aluminium jobs in it. Yeah, but these And what it are... does is it polishes them, and what, what it uses, and when these things rotate, they sort of rumble and tumble, like the, the name says, and all the media you use, like the shells and whatever, and, and shot and all sorts of stuff you have in them, hits against the, the item thousands of times. Yeah. Imagine You imagine pouring stuff over something non-stop that's what it yeah. does and, and it, it makes little tiny tiny indents in it mm. which cleans it mm. but what we do at work, we've actually got ceramic stones in ours they're like triangle pyramid shaped stones and they 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 don't beat the aluminium but they sort of they rub grind it. it yeah but they don't take any size off of it they take mm. impurities out so say you because the stuff i use is very like shot blasting i suppose sort of yeah yeah com- it is but it's, it's softer it's softer than shot blast shot blast yeah. and bead blast yeah. is quite hard because you're forcing this media yeah under an air pressure yeah. whereas tumbling it just sort of flops and floats around yeah. on top of it but yeah it does do it but the other way of doing screws you know dome head screws is to put the the thread carefully in a drill Hmm. Put it on the speed on on an electric drill, and just put a piece of wet and dry sandpaper on the end of it, and then yeah. some Scotch Brite, and that will shine up lovely. Yeah. And what the thing to do then is to stop it rusting in future, is to put some um, clear nail varnish on it or some kind of lacquer. Mm-hmm. That's what people do, or they even paint it sometimes. That's the thing to do. Good tip, Vic. Yes. Because I've sent Vic that um, tips. I sent the uh, sheriff coin door off. I was in two minds whether to get it done. It was a little bit beaten, wasn't it? Uh, he was rusty. I'll oh, show you some pictures of it. Yeah, it was a bit beat. It was rusty. And I know Bruno said, oh, you know, leave it. It's authentic. But oh, when I see rust, I just got, no, no. Yeah, but you want it Sorry. looking nice. Don't you? It's still original. Well, yeah. But it hasn't got original paint. Who cares? Exactly. I, mean, I don't. When he left the factory, it was, wasn't looking like that. No, you know absolutely. I mean? Yeah. Brown you can get powder coated or just well, It's the painted. same colour as the cocktail. Uh, brown. Oh, okay. Did, I thought know? it was a black one for some reason. No, it's brown. Oh, okay. Cool. So you get powder coated or just spray it? Getting it powder coated, yeah. yeah you never need to do it again because it no. actually puts a plastic coating around it. Right. Okay. So you'll never, you'll never get rusty again. No. That's what you want to do, mate. I would. I yeah. would, definitely. Powder coat is a lot better than spray paint any yeah, day of the week because yeah. rust gets under spray paint. Well, he's a mate of mine, so if you want stuff like that done, mate, you yeah, can yeah. just, just Very handy. Cool. Yeah, we do that sort of stuff at work sometimes as well. I've been playing a lot of Atari 8-bit games as well. I cool. do like a bit of Atari 8. So he got yeah, right yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah. I'll go get into that when we yeah. do our pickups. Oh, another thing I did. Um, you know, I said I was going to go to the um, Four Quarters Arcade Bar. Mm-hmm. I never got there in the end. No, you it said was that. too late. We were doing stuff, stuff in the day. I was really tired. I, I sort of talked to Simon, and he, he couldn't get there that night. So I said, well, we'll leave it for a while. But I had to go out that night to meet some friends of ours, me and my wife. And we met some friends who live in Berlin, an American girl and a, a German guy. And we met them there. We met in this, in this bar in Drury Lane called the White Heart. 
And this bar is very, very famous. I think so the communist like an old bar, is it? It is. It's really old. I mean, it's an ancient bar, one yeah. of the oldest in London. They've got those little cubicles. Are they sitting? Yes, yes. Oh, that I sort think of I've thing. been in it. But I've this place in. was where Karl Marx used to drink yeah. in the communist I think club. I've been in there. And the thing I was getting onto, the reason yeah. why it's on this podcast, not the Karl Marx communist podcast, <laughs> is um, they had a little cocktail arcade machine there. As soon as I came in, I clocked it. Bang! There it is. Toy. Oh god, here we go. <laughs> so we went in. We ordered some some food and that and some drinks. And she went and sat down. Mm. So we were quite early getting there. And they were late getting there. And I, I was just going. Oh, there's, there's a free credit. I'm just going to have a quick go. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. So I went on it and I was looking through the games and it was like um, it's like a multi-game system. It wasn't the 16 one which we're used to, and it was. I, I there's some of the names are sort of like slightly different. And I was like, oh Kong, got to play Kong. Yeah. Hit on the button. So I started playing. It's like. This doesn't look right. And it? it was basically Donkey Kong. Yeah. But they changed the graphics. Hmm. But it wasn't like a remake of the game, like a modern remake. They just changed Mario was like a sort of it was he was more defined. He looked uh and an outline or something. Well yeah, he sort of looked better graphics, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It wasn't just like more simple blocking. Yeah, it looks more pixels. And Lady was different and Kong looked like a skeletal Kong. They made him look sort of really right. weird. But I was some pl- sort of bootleg then they it wasn't no what it was it was interesting I was playing it and it played exactly the same so it wasn't Crazy Kong yeah. and it wasn't like a version someone had made up themselves you know for this board I was playing it I got to the top thought this plays exactly like Kong mm. we obviously know what Kong's like we play it to death and I got onto the, the rivet level and you could jump on his foot you know the little the little oh, glitch right. where you can jump on his foot so what they'd done is basically taken the original code and just bootlegged it slightly so it's still obviously illegal what they've done to it. But there was a load of other games on there called like Frog, which is obviously yeah. Frogger. And I think Invaders, obviously Space yeah. I didn't play any of the others. But they just changed the graphics slightly to make it look different. Right. It was nice seeing a cab in the wild it. making yeah. its money. Didn't make any money out of me, though, because I had a free credit. <laughs> I found it in there. <laughs> yeah, that's quite nice, though. What was the cocktail? What did it look like? Was it just pretty boring, plain? Yeah. But yeah, I think all the games were <clears> original, but they tinkered with them to make them look different yeah but i knew straight away it was the same code as donkey kong you could just tell you know a crazy kong place very different than donkey kong you know it's a bootleg you know it's different hardware it's got different sounds the yeah, other one we different. saw in america we could go up the ladders right you had to go right round. you remember that one in america yes. that popped up yeah yeah that, that was really odd different, yeah it wasn't was a rewrite that was but this was exactly the same code yeah. all the glitches were the same the all the bad guys and the good guys moved in exactly the same way just slightly different colours, different graphics on the main characters. It's exactly the same code, though. Mm. Ah, also, you know the challenge we did at the New Frontier? We played against each other, and I eventually yes. won. That Just. should be available for download now. I'll put it on the website. Oh, I've cool. actually seen it. It's actually quite fun. Is it? Yeah. They had to edit out a swear you did at one point. A, a naughty swear as well. I did have a few rum cuts. You did have a few rum cuts. <laughs> a naughty swear. And, yeah, so hopefully, the, I, I think that should be up... Anthony Graham's done a really good job of editing of it. It's really cool. It's got the the Irish music playing throughout as well. And it's got us talking. The scary thing is, right, I've just got used to myself audio. When I do the podcast, I obviously edit it and I listen to my voice a lot. Mm. It still sounds a bit odd because it sounds different to how you think it is. Yeah. But seeing myself on film is totally alien. <laughs> Oh my god, it's horrible. Seeing yourself in in a in a, in a mirror, fo- fo- <laughs> it's bad yeah, enough, or a yeah. photo. Oi, watch it, pal. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's actually quite good. It's about eight minutes long. It's not too it's not too tedious to watch. It's only eight yeah. minutes long, but it's quite fun. And it shows us struggling in and out of that afterburner camp oh, as god. well. <laughs> I'm glad it didn't get me going. Oh, my hips got stuck. <laughs> yeah, it's quite fun. So yeah, ah, and you still owe me twenty quid for that whiskey, boy. I want it tonight. I do yes, yes. God, yeah, I'm got a good memory, that. haven't you? Yeah, how, how long ago did you drink the bloody stuff? That was finished in one night. <laughs> Jesus. 
Yeah, so that's about all I've done. Anything else you've been up to? Um, Any more pickups for you? Oh yeah, I've got some pickups. Um, I, well, I just bought a Game Boy Advance game, which is a, a WarioWare game. Yes. But the reason why I got it was I'm on a Sheriff run here. There's yeah. a little Sheriff game on it. Can oh, you believe that on a Game Boy Advance game. Oh, cool. WarioWare. Well, they so like to actually, reuse their IPs, don't they? Yeah, but that's quite, quite nice. unusual to bring an old game like that back. You yeah, know, into why a, not? into a new. Well, they they do a lot of that with um with the Smash Brothers Melee games, don't they? Yeah. They have Mr. Game and Watch and all their old characters. Yeah. I'm surprised Sheriff isn't on there, you know. Yeah. I've not really played that game, but I mean, perhaps he is already. Yeah, it was quite it? fun. Um, and I've been playing a lot of pinball tables. I know it's not really. Well, it is arcade, really. What are you talking about, pinball tables? Real pinballs? or Virtual pinball oh, tables. like on, on PinMain? PS4. Um, I played a bit around my friend's house, and then recently um, my partner's boy just bought a PS4, and I was playing it on that. And Oh, so you've been hogging oh my, his PS4? Oh, my God. I mean, the, the, the graphics and the, yeah, the, I imagine. the physics of it are just unbelievable. And I was hooked. Yeah? And the tables are just... They're awesome. Can, can you tilt? Can you smack the controller to tilt and stuff? Because it's, it's motion uh, yeah, control. you can to... do a bit of that. You can oh, tilt right. it. And it's that just, adds a little it's element to it, doesn't awesome. it? It's just just so cool. I played a bit of pin mame years ago, and I think when it first came out, a long time ago, and I put some of the tables I've played before on there, and they do play really, really nicely, but yeah. it doesn't quite get it for me. It's not that physical no, thing, it's you not. know? No, it's not. But can, can you imagine having a... Be quite a uh, a thing to have like a virtual pin you know, on, on a, a full size widescreen telly laid oh, flat God. Yeah, they on do a do table. that. They do do You've that. You've seen yeah. them do that? I've seen someone put a cab together where they used like a 40 inch widescreen TV as the actual table. Yeah. And they used I think like a 26 inch on the backdrop as Wasn't the back glass. Hitesh was thinking of doing that? He was thinking our friend Hitesh was thinking about doing one. Um, it's a lot of work though. Yeah. I mean it's a lot of work. You need PCs. But you can play I mean when they're that good Oh yeah. So it would be cool. I mean, It'd be nice. You still can't beat the original, but I mean if you're stuck for cash and because they stuck are stuck for room as well. A lot of money oh my goodness, tables. they are. I've been listening to the Broken Token podcast a lot later. I've just caught up with them now, those guys. And they've been to a few shows and they were talking about prices even in America mm. they're expensive. Yeah, it's crazy, I mean they're, they're at least three to four times as much yeah. over there and here. Yeah. to what a video cab would cost you. Yeah, I think we'd all like one, but I would never give up my vids for one. I've actually got you know room I mean? for one now as well. <laughs> I, I am putting, I have put a feeler out today. I'm not yeah. going to talk much about it. I'll tell you later. About a pinball machine yeah. that I want. It's having the right theme you're interested in, having a good game of it, because yeah. I love the Popeye-themed one. We it saw looked awesome, that, didn't it? But it didn't play that great. No, everyone goes on about not liking the Gottlieb Mario Pinball. There's two Mario pinballs. Yes, but I played it in America. And I really liked yeah. it. Really yeah. liked. There's there's a three quarter length one and there's a full size one. Which one are you on about? The full size one yeah. I played. I really liked the the, the half the three quarter length one I saw in Japan. Mm. I don't think I played it. It was it almost seemed like a kid's game. Yeah. It was so small. But the actual full size Gottlieb one is actually quite fun. Yeah. But people they sort of they down Gottlieb games a bit. Why? I don't know. I think they're just sort of. I don't think the rules are as good. They're not quite as quick a table. I don't really yeah. know a lot about it. But people no. always go on about Gottlieb to be not so good. Well, this but is I liked it. it. This is getting into another thing, isn't it? And also, you know? Gottlieb did the Qbert one, and that's really rare. There's about seven hundred made. It won't make me at all. But that would be awesome to have because we love a bit of Qbert, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Again, you know, it's it's finding the table where you like the theme, the artwork. Cause that's there's no point in getting a, a really good game of the artwork, which is rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of them are rubbish, aren't they? Quite yeah. cheesy. Yeah, yeah, the older <laughs> ones, yeah. But some of the old the old EM ones are a lot of fun, but they're so loud, you can't turn yeah. them down. 
because all, yeah. all the all the sort of bells and the pingers and all the noise is is a, a mechanical noise like a, a bell yeah you know it buzzes and stuff so here's a question then so if you could have a themed pinball what theme would you have after a band after a film and what film would well you I, I, there's actually a few like that I've played before I mean the Guns N' Roses one's really good yeah I mean, I'm, but you're I, not I a big like, Guns N' Roses fan I was when you? I was a kid when they were, when yeah. they were sort of about I really like Guns N' Roses yeah. and I've played the Guns N' Roses pinball. it's a really good pinball yeah I mean I hate Metallica yeah, but Metallica pinball is supposed to be really good. Yeah, and I'm not too keen on ACDC, but the pinball is supposed to be brilliant. Yeah. So that sort of thing. If you used to have what band would it be? Oh, I don't know. The Cure. Yeah, the Cure pinball. <laughs> <laughs> Cure are my favourite band of all time. Yeah, that yeah. probably work. Yeah. You could theme anything. You and could. also on on the Broken Token podcast, I mentioned those guys again because I've been been catching up with them lately. They were doing uh, one. One episode they did, they had a, a, a modder in, and these guys are actually doing their own pinball, a, a real pinball table, and they're doing um, a Predator theme, and they're going to do this as an ongoing commercial thing, venture. But in their spare time, but get this, in their spare time, they made a duck hunt pinball. You're joking. Didn't you, I'll send you the video for oh. it. What they've done, they've used an LCD computer screen in the backdrop as the, the back glass, and they've used an old EM pinball. So it's yeah. physical. Yeah. And they've changed all the, the sort of the, the table around. They've done a completely new play field, different parts on it, bumpers and ramps and all that sort of stuff. But it's all duck hunt themed. Yeah. It's got all the duck hunt music. So, so it shoots like a gun, is it? Because you know, like some people have got the gun holster, haven't they? I don't think the it trigger. does that, but yeah. it's got this theme. And you see on the background, the silly dog laughing yeah. at you. And yeah. It's really, really good. They did this as a one-off just because they could do it. It's not going to go into, into production. Mm. But they just did it while I waiting for parts of the Predator. And other people have done different pinballs for their own themes. I mean, there's there's a load of them come out. And they're sort of now, they're so good, they're going to get a commercial deal out of it to bring these out. Surprising they haven't done a Donkey Kong one. I'm very surprised. Well, I think it's probably Nintendo and, saying, uh-uh. And, uh, and a Van Halen one. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not as popular as ACDC, are no. they? But yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. But they did all sorts of things in the old days. They did a Dolly Parton one. Yeah, and played, that's actually quite a good that. little pin, yeah, actually. Played, yeah. well, I've played it's really good. Yeah. That's a, a late 60s one, actually. Maybe yeah. Elton John, that's another good EM one. Oh, I couldn't have an Elton John one. It's no, it's, it's actually a really good game because <laughs> it was Elton John's decent period. I mean, it was yeah. like the late 70s when he did some good songs. Yeah. I mean, I don't like Elton John's songs that much, but I mean, the old ones are really, really good. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it, it was all the psychedelic area where he had all the, the big yeah, platform shoes and the, the purple 70s. flares and all that lot. Yeah. yeah, it's really, really good. Only enough pins. Anyway, we, we're talking p- pickups. We've actually jumped ahead a bit. We haven't done the arcade news, but we'll do pickups anyway. Why? Let's just shake it about a bit. That lockup I cleared up with Brian, he gave me a load of stuff some uh, Naomi, Chihiro, and Lindbergh GD ROM games, all complete. So hopefully I can sell some of them off for him. They've got like Outrun 2s and um, the newer version of Crazy Taxi, the High Roller game, and a load of other stuff. It's too modern for us, I think. Yeah. I got a really interesting multi-cut motherboard as well, which is a trackball motherboard. It's, it looks like a Neo Geo 4 slot, but it's got these tiny little cartridges in it. And they actually play, because the, the machine was actually a, a cocktail trackball game. So you've got trackball, trackballs either side of the, ca- the cabinet, big old cabinet, 19-inch screen in it. And it's got games such as Berserk. Fantastic. With a trackball. That would work. It would, but it'd be weird, wouldn't it? And I haven't been able to test it because it uses some sort of weird sync on Jammer. It's a Jammer board, yeah. but it's got like a horizontal and a vertical sync. Or something. I can't remember what it is now, but it doesn't. you can't see it properly on my cab because it's all sort of shaky. But hopefully I'll get someone to test that for me. It's got Pac-Man on there. 
and it's got obviously centipede. I think it's a, a licensed version. It's got licensed versions of the games as yeah. we spoke about, but it's got loads of other games. It's got like puzzle games and card games, more modern games they made themselves on it. But this was a commercial thing that they released. I can't remember Sounds the name of it now. Cool. But yeah, it's a bit of an yeah. oddball thing. I've never seen one before. Same cab as well. He's probably con- going to condemn that because it's not a very good cab. But it had nigh on a brand new Wells Garden monitor in it. And I may well have yeah. it off him because he offered me it for a good price. Got to grab it for that, haven't you? And I might put it in my dig dug. So I've yeah. heard that one of the Wells Gardeners are a direct drop-in for a Geo 7. I think it's the Wells Gardener 4900 or the 4600. But it's the same plugs. Yeah. So you put it straight in, plug it straight in, bish, bosh, new monitor. So that'd be really cool for my uh, Dig Dug. So I don't like my Dig Dug being down. It's still down at the moment. And I want no, to play it's the favourite game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, one of my favourites, yeah. I also got off the old uh, the arcade just for a second and onto the Atari 8-bits. I ordered a Side 2 cartridge. And basically it's an SD solution like all these other things we've got nowadays. You can put an SD card in. It's actually yeah. a compact flash card. And uh, off a, a Polish guy called Lotherek. And this guy does all sorts of hardware for Spectrum. Commodore 64, Atari, um, BBC. So you can put these modern cards with ROMs on and play the games on real hardware. Mm. And it's, I've been playing a ton of Atari games and it's just taking me back to being 15 again. But I think I, I, think yeah. I had one when I was like 13, 14, 15, I can't remember the years, but I had a ton of games and they're all rubbish cassettes. Remember how bad cassettes yeah. were? Oh, cassettes, remember cassettes? Back in the day, cassettes, hey? Remember, still ca- got them all, remember cassettes? Still got them all. Of course you do, you've got them in your loft. But yeah, these things load instantly because they're ROMs yeah. and it, it emulates sort of a disc or a cassette so yeah it's been really good playing those I've been getting onto the Antic guys as well that they do their uh, 8-bit podcast and they all sort of replied yeah we've got one we're just about to play it now you're about to oh, review I've got to get it. one of those for the Spectrum yes you have really yes do. you have I'll, I'll get, put you on to later on so that's really really cool I even tweeted Carrington Vanson uh, of the No Quarter, who's got an Atari 800. Someone sent him an Atari because he really liked the 800. And uh, asked him, oh, have you got the Side 2 hardware? And he didn't know what I was on about because <laughs> he's new to it. But he said that's the fun of owning a new computer, yeah. not knowing what people are talking about and actually learning about it again. And that Atari Side 2 cartridge I've got actually takes compact flash cartridges, you know, the old big ones. Mm-hmm. And I, when I saw you at the car boot sale, I remember I was after a compact flash reader because I haven't actually got a reader on my computer, it conked out. And I found this little stall of like selling phone gear, you know, phone chargers and, and memory cards and all that stuff. And I said to the girl behind the counter, I said, um, oh, hello, have you got um, a compact flash card reader? She sort of looked at me and said, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and I said to her, how old are you? She was 17. I said, that's why. Go and get your dad. <laughs> and they didn't have one, actually. I had to order one off eBay and in. But she didn't know how young was she. Didn't know what comp- compact flash it's fairly new, really. I yeah. mean, I mean, cameras up until quite recently have used them because they're good. Yeah, I don't. It's the sort of thing I'd buy at a car boot, though, is it? Or... Yeah, it's only a reader. Is it's it? only a little. Yeah. You get, I think I bought one for like two pound oh, off of okay. eBay, and it's only a thing you plug in USB. Yeah. And it reads SD and MMCs and all yeah. this sort of business. But yeah, I needed that to put games on this thing before I could use it. So I thought I better get one a bit quick because it's going to come in the next couple of days. Also, Mr. Sean Holly lent me his MAME ROM discs because my MAME's quite old now, and. Uh, I thought I'd install a slightly newer version because it's got all the decent ROMs on it. Um, so, but I had to get a cable for my DVD-ROM drive because that's how far advanced things are coming now. I haven't used the DVD-ROM drive on my computer for over a year. Really? Yeah, everything's smart. You know, yeah. memory cards yeah. now, and we even do it on the fly between me and my wife's computer. We put it through wireless and we talk mm. to each other on there. And you know, it's, I haven't used a CD-ROM drive for school. that long. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Any more pickups for you? 
Did you get anything? You got some. I think you got some. Uh, no, no. Super Famicom much. games that day, didn't you? That's about it. No, I haven't really. Nothing special. Oh, what, the booty? Yeah, yeah. yeah. picked up a couple of SNES games. Nothing, nothing special, nothing though. special, mate, no. no. I just pick them up because I can't leave them. <laughs> yeah, you're addicted I think to I them. paid the game rate for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. There's a couple of uh, interesting cabs on uh, the forum at the moment. Have you noticed? Gravatar. Yeah, That's so this is a Gravatar, cab. yeah. Because the same guy who was selling that, I think it was Morty, was selling Gravatar. Yes. And there was a Mrs. Pac-Man behind. I said, um, what are you yeah, doing I with see, that Mrs. Pac-Man? Yeah, I see you. Uh, you <laughs> but I, don't, I, I think he's going to do it up for himself. I think he's got some restoration up. I said, no, never mind. Give me. I'll do it. I'll sort it out. That's Carrington Vanston's favourite game, is it? Gravatar? He he's, has, got a, he's got a cab, He's got it? a Gravatar, yeah, yeah. It's and quite it's, a sought-after cab. It's a lovely looking thing. Yeah. Do you know what I do with a Gravatar cab? You don't like it, do you? Convert it to Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Black Widow. Okay, then let's go back one and do arcade news from around the world and local areas. Play Manchester's 11th and 12th of October. Are you going to that? I am. I will be at the uh, UK VAC store that we're going to have. And there. you're going up there especially to pick up my cab off of James for me, I aren't you? I can do for a fee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've had, your fee. you've had your cup of coffee for the night. I think you're fine. Yes, unfortunately, I can't make it. Because that weekend is my, as it always is every year, my wedding anniversary. Oh, right. And me and the wife usually go away or we go to a special meal so you've together. you've been to play, then, have I've been to the early one. Remember we went to, to the Manchester that time? Because there's two. There's Manchester and Blackpool. Oh, I think right, they've, yeah. they've mucked about with the date. So yeah. we went to the Manchester one that time, remember? Yeah. So I would like to go. I would really like to go, especially for the 10 Arcade podcast. But unfortunately, it can't be done. So I have to go to another one, you know? Yeah, it'd be good. It'd you be can, cool. you can uh, tell us what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. I'll take some pictures and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, That'd be definitely. cool. Uh, what else has been going on? A big thing over in Europe, Eurocade. Yes, it has actually. Yeah, I, I completely missed about that. But absolutely awesome. Have you had pictures of this? Um, have I seen the pictures? I've seen yeah. the pictures, yeah. I've got a friend of mine who, who has a blog who runs the, the Before Mario blog, Eric. Yeah. And he put on the biggest showcase of Nintendo uh, toys and Ooh, memorabilia nice. from about the 70s up to about 83. Oh, wow. So loads of really unusual and unique toys that Nintendo Nintendo used to make out. some really nice, um, not board games, they used to make sort of like half electronic games, like gun shooting games. And gun they did the Ultra Hand, didn't they? That grabby yeah, hand the thing. Love Tester. Love Tester. They made prams. Yeah, all sorts of weird stuff, didn't all they? All sorts of strange. And this, and this fortunately for us, it. they settled on video games. Yeah. But yeah, they, they, we've got that, those Nintendo Bibles, we always call them. Those books um, done by Love and Love and Picks and Love yeah, publishers. Yeah, Florent George, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's really good. He's a Nintendo expert, yeah. and we, we always refer back to those books, yes. don't we, to, for our Nintendo information. And um, yeah. all the stuff in there is so fascinating. It is very fascinating. Really, really cool books. They are. Well, a lot of that is pictures are taken from uh, Eric's collection. Yeah, all those toys. Ah, I see. And I've been talking to him, and it would be cool if like we could combine my collection oh, with his God, collection yeah, that'd be at awesome. some event but I mean it's get Black Dog over as well bring his as well yeah. oh my god that'd be the biggest one it'd in the be, world it'd Nintendo be pretty stuff, cool wouldn't, wouldn't it that'd be excellent so Eurogamer are you, you're trying to plan for next year next year a trip over there perhaps definitely a trip to Bruno's lair yes so he's got enough there to play as, yeah, as that, his own thing hasn't he yeah that's definitely on the cards Eurogamer oh, cool. yeah I'd like to do that it's not far really for us is it we've it's got no excuse have we we've got no excuse no you can get so a far at all, mate. quick really plane journey or even a, yeah. go on the old Euro tunnel in a bus, maybe. So. Definitely be up for that. Yeah, go, yeah. go on the Drags Lift forum and have a look at all the pictures. I keep meaning to. That's a good it's, forum. I, yeah. I need to do that. I will, I will do it. I promise I'll do that. Because Bruno was there with his some of his cabs. I bet he was, yeah. yeah. And he came over to get... He came over to pick up Firefox. Yes, from Sean. Sean. 
That's a long journey to pick a cab up, isn't it? Yeah. He's a dedicated follower of fashion, this guy. <laughs> yeah. So there's that as well. So that was that. Yeah. So what have you got coming up? Anything? Well, some news, uh, apart from play, there's going to be 150 cabs that RGP's taken alone. Really? RGP and Ali, 150. Oh I got him to confirm that. Mm. I didn't know he had that many. I know he's got 80-odd at the, at the New Frontier Arcade, but they've got a load stashed away as well. That's probably where my Galaxian that they were going to lend me. Mm. It's, it said it's like nine deep in the... In the the Catacombs of Arcade. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Gonna be a huge so event. that's going to be a good event. CG Las Vegas has just come and gone. We wouldn't have known a lot about it no. in Las Vegas, but some of the uh, television guys were there. The television areas were all there doing a stall, and that looked really good as well. Hopefully they'll be doing um, a big thing on their next podcast about that, but that would be one I'd love to go to. That's arcade and um, mm. consoles. And because it's in Vegas as well, It'd be amazing. You can you've get been, cheap flights to Vegas as yeah, well. You've been there. I've you? been to Vegas before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't think much of Vegas, to be honest with you, but there are a few arcades dotted around, and the Pinball Museum mm. is to die for. And the shop across the road from it sells video games. You would cream yourself, mm. honestly. You'd oh, love it. Ding dong. Ding dong. <laughs> it, it's got so much stuff in there. I, I was I was wide eyed when I walked in. I couldn't believe how much yeah. stuff they had there. It was all boxed, perfect. Oh, they were selling arcade cabs in there, mm. parts. Uh, rare so this bits. It's not cheap anymore, though, is it? People cotton on well, to Well, in America it was, because they're, they're nearly half the rate from mm. us, with the dollar to the pound. You've you know? been to Japan, we've seen like, a lot of Famicom stuff. Yeah. Oh, God, it's going fall over it. it. You go to shops, there's shops in mm. Japan called Super Potatoes, mm. and they're famous, and they're like four and five floors of the stuff. But they're, they're expensive, is what I'm saying. Uh, not really. No? No, no, not really. I mean, stuff we find hard to find, like a Famicom, dirt cheap. Yeah. Um, Famicom Twins, you know, with the disc drives, cheap. Virtual Boys? Yeah, you can get them. They're not that cheap, but they're, they're a lot cheaper than we pay over here. A lot, lot yeah. cheaper. They I'm all looking at getting one, actually, at the moment. You get Saturn stuff over there, cheap. Yeah. You know, the Japanese different coloured Saturns. Also, I mean, games just... Oh, they're so cheap, it's unreal, honestly. Mm. So there's that. Uh, EGX in London next week. That's a video game thing. I think it's more console and computer, but they have got arcade cabs as well. They just had Eurogamer, haven't they, in... Uh... Well, this is at Earl's Court, EGX. And on the Thursday, this Thursday, they're, they're premiering the um, Bedrooms to Billions film. The film about the bedroom coders who did well okay. in the 8-bit area. So I'm going to be seeing that. And hopefully I'm getting hold of a, a ticket for sort of backstage thing on Saturday night for there. So hopefully I'll be getting into that and I'll do a bit of reporting on that. Hopefully, I think they've got some cabs there. So I shall be loitering around that area. Where's this thing? It's at Earl's Court. Earl's Court. Yeah, yeah. Next weekend. I think it's a big old thing going on. I think it's all sorts. I don't really know a lot about it, but I will be reporting back mm. on it anyway. Oh, oh, good news about Maine as well. You've heard this? Raiden 2 mm-hmm. and Raiden DX are now playable. They've been cracked open and playable on Maine. Not quite. Check out the show notes for additional information on this. Awesome. In the past, you could never play Raiden 2 and Raiden DX. They weren't encrypted properly. They just didn't work. That's why I bought Raiden 2. I bought two copies of it. And I've I've always played it in a cab. And now it's playable, apparently. What an idiot. He should have checked first. So uh, that'll open us up. Was that one on the Xbox they brought out? Was that a different game altogether? Raiden 3... Was it, was it released in the end? I don't know if it was. I don't know. Yeah. Raiden 3 and 4 are on the Xbox 360, because I've yeah. got them on my JTAG Xbox 360. Yeah. And you can also oh, get... Yeah. If you ever want to play Raiden 2 legitimately, because you can't play it on main, you've got to either buy the board or you'll buy Project Raiden on the PS1. 
it's got one and two on the same disc and they yes, play brilliant that's awesome. really really yeah. good you should keep hold of that it's quite a hard hard disc mm, to find well, I sold it so they're, they're open Nintendo now had to go. oh you swine <laughs> you heathen it's Saibu they're great games yeah okay let's do some feedback shall we mm. you yeah. got any feedback at all uh, no as usual <laughs> yeah because I do all the work that's what kind of relationship we've got okay I'll do some feedback and you can just chime in if you want we haven't had as much as last week was brilliant. I mean, two weeks ago was brilliant, and we really, really like that. Please keep sending it in. If you've got any stories, anything you want to know about, anything you might think we want to help on, give us a shout. We'll try and help. Uh, there's a guy called Charlie Farr. He said he's got lots to catch up on. He's only started listening to these from number 18. Really enjoyed number 19. He's got a, a long way to go in getting through all that lot. Yeah. Sorry about the early ones, as usual. Sorry yeah. about the early ones before we got the gear. They're okay, but they're a bit rough around the edges on the old audio. Pete, our regular feedbacker, he listened to us in his van. Excellent as always. Keep up the good work. Obviously on the, his way to work or whatever. A guy called Rich, not the Rich we know, another Rich, listened to all 20 over the past week. Blimey. He's got that was an ordeal, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he actually likes it. Great stuff and quality's improved with every episode, which Ooh, is thanks very, much. very nice to know. Thank you very much for telling us that. And he is a guy who said a restoration tip section would be a good idea. So we're going to. I think we should implement that actually because we do do a bit of restoration. We I've do. done, done loads in the past. I've done about three or four of my cabs. Yeah, I've done loads of bits and bobs, especially for the yeah. people as well. So we will get on to that. <clears throat> as for challenges, he would love us to cover Konami's Batlantis, and I've heard a lot of good things about Batlantis. He loves it. Mm. I've not actually played it, but I've heard of people talking about it. It's supposed to be a really, really good little game. Didn't we play it on a cocktail at? Um... No. That is Battle Atlantis, ah. which everyone gets confused with. Battle Atlantis is a scramble clone. Uh-huh. It's like an underwater, upside down That's scramble right. clone. That. I really like that game. You can, yeah. you can, you can actually divert your fire up and down. Yeah, and you're shooting at like fish in submarine and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, Battle Atlantis is a more modern game. Friend of the show, Davo. Who's that guy? Do you <gasps> we know love him? Dave-o. You heard of him? Yeah. This is his. Nice pod, guys. Some audio distortion for the walk round, which we do know about. I mean, not- <laughs> oh, come on, Dave. I mean, that was like yeah. in the middle of an arcade. You yeah. can expect a little well, bit. When I was when I was actually um, editing that, I did that at the very end because you sent it to me off your SD card, which I have to give mm. you back in a minute. And when I was my ears started bleeding, it was that loud. Yeah. But it was distorted because you had the headset on, and I was sort of talking into the into the unit you've got you hold into. I must have been too close, but I mean, it was it was loud there. And it, I think it cap- captured the atmosphere as well. It did. I think I was just interviewing uh, or just chatting to Ben76. He was playing something and then we walked past that big oh, game the out- that we played. It was Outrun, wasn't it? It was Outrun and, and, and that yeah, just was so loud. It was, I think he was in the, in the midst of turning it down when we got yeah, to him. So it's a bit of a... Right, so. We couldn't really help that. And no. th- When you record live like that, there's no way of mucking about the audio. No. And certainly I'm not telling him to do it. It is what it is, it. Dave. Yeah, yeah. So shut up, Dave. <laughs> shut up, Dave. Yeah, he is right. It was quite loud, and I couldn't quite yeah. get the levels right on exhaustion. But later on through it, it does settle down a little bit. Yeah. I was loud to begin with. I think I sort of backed off a little yeah. bit. Luckily, it was all right. Uh, he said, he said, did say this would be expected when he's had when I've had more than two shandies. But I hadn't been drinking that <laughs> night, Dave. I was driving. You fool. Unlike Davo, who'd had quite a few rum and cokes with you, yeah, I think bless. you'll find bless. I bet he slept like a baby that night, didn't he? <laughs> and he said, mind blowing, lol. Indeed, it was. So he had a lot of fun there as well. 
one whiff of the barmaid's apron and that boy's mouth run away with it, doesn't it? <laughs> it was flipping hot, though. He did mention that. Maybe that's why he had to have all them rum and coke to keep himself cool, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that's the trouble with most arcades, I think, is uh, aircon, isn't it? Uh, they have actually got air conditioning there, really? but they haven't had it commissioned or something yeah. yet, so it will be there. Don't worry. It'll be cool in the future. The trouble is, I've got that in my arcade. The only aircon I've got is the door. <laughs> as soon as I open that, though, you just get... Get all the flies and the midges in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, eat the daddy long legs and stuff. Uh, Striker, nice podcast again, fellas. Keep kept him in company on the M25 traffic jam you were stuck in. Oh, sorry about that. Mm. Only us to listen to on the M25. What a bummer. He couldn't have any cassettes <laughs> in his van or something. Uh, there's a guy. Ah, that's another good one. Uh, there's a guy called Gary with two R's. Uh, he's called Favoured Son on the forums, and he's a really good player. This guy he used to do all the challenges back sure in the is. jammer days. Top class player. And he's given us some hints on Naughty Boy, the game we were playing a couple of weeks ago. And if you, he said, if you fire at an L shape in the fence on Naughty Boy, you know you hide behind the fence yeah. in a little glitch. So if you fire at a little area, the monsters actually get trapped in that little area and they can't even come round to get you. Oh, so that's interesting. That's even more reasons for me to play it. <laughs> the reason, one of the reasons why Gary is such a good games player, and he's also accredited it to himself, is he used to work in a local arcade as a teenager he actually had a job there in like the early 80s what lucky I know so he had all the decent games and he got really good I mean he's top class player this guy and um, he was saying that um, he used to see a lot of games come and go Mm. and obviously the ones that didn't make any money went and that game lasted about a week because all the kids cottoned onto it almost straight away and he said he was on 14 million points when they unplugged it and wheeled it away. And he got his 10 pence back after the game as well because he didn't finish his game. Funny job to have at that age, though. Yeah, I think he was sort of late teenager, you know, sort of 18 or something. But yeah, he helped out in the arcade. How brilliant would that be? Mm. I'd give my right arm to do that. Wow, free gaming. That'd be brilliant. Seen all the latest games coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in that that day and age as well. You must have seen some really rare cabs come through as well. That's it for feedback, mate. Not that much this week. But thank you anyway for all the feedback. Yeah, thanks, guys. I think we should do some shout-outs to people. Who you got? RGP and Anthony Graham coming all the way down here to pick that Donkey Kong up, which uh, helped me out a bit, get out of the garage, get some room in there for me. Sean Holly, as usual, for his amusing artwork. Do you see the artwork this it's week? It's very cool. Well done, Sean. <laughs> I was in the bubbles, and you were shooting me. Shooting a little gun. Uh, and Lotherek, the Polish guy who does all this hardware for these old 8-bit platforms. So I'm, I'm so pleased with that Side 2 cartridge. He's brilliant. And that's about it for me, actually. Yeah, been been busy sort of playing and, and yeah, I've been busy week. playing, mate. I've been playing. Well, I've got my new cow. I've been playing that. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. playing a bit of Pang as well. Yeah, I've been playing a bit oh, of Pang. Good, good, good. I've been playing a bit of DK as well. I've been trying to get. I told you, I've got a pretty good score on that. Hundred and sixty-three. You're getting pretty better for me. That's a big jump for you, actually, yeah, isn't it? It is. What yeah. was your previous? Hundred and ten. About 110. Yeah. All oh, right, that's good. Because oh. that that cab's been out on in exhibits. I haven't got one single score on my my yeah. own cab. My dirty scores are all over that, aren't they? And Dave Brown as well. It's nice just to get on the board and we are. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. (laughs) Okay, then. What console and computer games should have been in the arcades? I've got Mola Mule. Who? Mola Mule. Who? Do you remember that game for the Super Spectrum? Mola Mule. You were a toothbrush. (laughs) And you have to clean teeth. You know that, you know. You Coffee I gave you a minute ago. I didn't put any LSD no, in it, did a, I? This is actually quite a big It was seller. sugar I put in there, wasn't it? It wasn't hallucinogenic no, love drugs. This is a molar mule game. And okay. basically, you'd be your toothbrush. Pink toothbrush or a blue a... toothbrush? You're a pink toothbrush. I'm a blue toothbrush. It doesn't matter what colour. <laughs> just don't forget your toothbrush. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
And basically, with a load of toothpaste, you've got to go around getting all this bacteria off the teeth. Yeah. And, and the he- and the teeth have got like five levels of health. So you start off with white teeth, right? Yeah. And you go down to tombstones. And they go yellow, Ugh. and then they go green, and they get to black, and then you, you lose a tooth, basically. Right. And you basically got to keep going around brushing the teeth. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not making this up. <laughs> I, I'm I'm staring at you. I know the listeners can't see me at all, but I'm staring at you with my mouth open. <laughs> Wondering what the hell you're on. Is well, this, carry on this, with your mouth open and I'll clean it if you like. Is this turning into Retro Obscure or something? Right, check this it out. Sinclair Spectrum game. It was quite a big seller back in the day. Yeah? Who, who made it? Do you remember who made oh, it? I haven't written it down. Um, I think it was Imagine. Oh, okay. Imagine. They were, they were good yeah. games then. I'll tell you what, we will try it later on. I will, because you brought a ZX Spectrum to send to our friend Aaron Hickman in yes. America from the Retro Obscure podcast. Yeah, well, there's a game to download. And what I'm going to do is, before we send it, it's a, a rubber-keyed 48, so it's a little flat one, so it's easy to post. Um, you can actually play games on that via uh, WAV files turned yeah. into music files or noise files and played through an iPod. I'm going to try that out before we send it, just to make sure, because I've never tried it. I want to see it working. I'll put that game on there. Definitely. Give I'll it try a go. It, out. it is fun. Molar Mule. Yeah. And every now and again, you get like um, Weird. some sweets that would turn up in the mouth. Oh, evil, like, evil like, sweets. Like a jelly baby. Yeah. And you'd get like a break for five minutes. We can go back and... Oh, well, are they nominal? All the bacteria would go to the jelly baby while oh, you can right. quickly go around and clean all the, the teeth. Do you know what? I've just had a flash of something or other. I'm sure there's a game on the 2600 like that. Yeah. Where you had teeth and a toothbrush. I'm sure there was. But that'd be quite cool. You could have a trackball. Yeah, right? to, you got to rub it like mad to, to brush... Yeah. Yeah, and you I'll can, see what we could have. Rather than a trackball, have a trackball with bristles on it. <laughs> you yeah, can rub it yeah. up <laughs> like a toothbrush. Yeah, you could have that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that's weird, isn't yeah, it? Weird game, though. Yeah, well, I had. I've got. I've still got the cassette at home of it. Oh so, right, yeah, it's quite a good game. Well, my one. Uh, it's a bit of a cheat, really. It's a game called Crater Maze on the PC Engine. I was playing a PC Engine uh, emulator the other day because I was too lazy to break my PC Engine out, actually, because mm-hmm. I've got one of those multi-carts on that, so I'm playing the game I like. And I was just looking through it, and I thought, oh, wow, yeah, I played this one a little while ago. And it's a bit... It looks like Bomberman, yeah. which I don't like, because you beat me on it. <laughs> it's sort of a top-down um, game, and you sort of corridors like Bomberman. But the idea is, is you're the little guy, and there's these meanies after you, and it's sort of like an office building, so you'll go around a building, Trying to pick up, I think you pick up um, files or something. I can't remember. Or, top, yeah, top, top down. down. So yeah. you're looking down onto it, so you see a little guy. And what you do, you've got to pick up items. And then when you picked up all the items, a key appears. You grab the key and you can go through the door. That's the idea. But when the meanies are following you, you can actually dig a hole in the floor. Crater uh-huh. maze. Yeah. Crater maze. And they fall in the crater and you can fill them in. You get points for it. But what happens is it's such a cute little game. When you fill the holes in, a little sort of cross comes out of the floor, like a little grave. I think I've played this, you know. It's really good. I'm getting onto that. You you know what I mean in a sec. But you can also get a spade power up, like a shovel. So you can dig the things faster and you can fill them in quicker. Because normally, I think when you first play it, you can dig a hole, they fall in it, and you can walk over the top of them and get out of the way, and then they climb out the hole again. Once you get the shovel, you can fill them in, and you can kill them and get points for them. And there's all sorts of different power-ups and stuff for it. But... I put on. I was talking to Aaron Hickman on. We talk on Facebook quite a bit about different games and stuff. And he said, "Oh, that one is in the arcade." Hmm. So I'm sort of cheating a little bit here, but never mind. I don't yeah. care. It was a Japanese game called Kid No Hori Hori Daisakuzen. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be in our arcades, would it? No, it wouldn't. But basically, it's the same game, but made a little bit harder for the arcade. Yeah. And there's also bits in it where there's like little trampolines you can jump on as well. But it's the same game. It is harder though, because I mean, the sounds PC like a game I've played somewhere else before. It does seem yeah. familiar when you hear it, because you think Focus. of Bomberman, you think of Panic. Well, just digging a hole and 
and, and, and filling it back up. You're again. thinking of Panic, an old Universal game called Panic. I don't know, yeah. What happened is it's like a platform game, like Donkey Kong, you've got ladders and stuff like Donkey Kong or Chucky Egg or whatever. Yeah. And what happens is these horrible things come across, you dig a hole really quick, they fall in it, and you smack them over the head you know, to push them of, through. I think the Load Runner. Is load load runner. runner similar, yes. Yeah. You dig holes in Load Runner, and the little guys fall through the holes. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is, yeah. yeah. But that game is awesome. Um, it's definitely going in the arcade for me. So you got another one for me? I have. Oh, well done, old son. Uh, oh, I got one this week. Another Sinclair Spectrum game. Oh, yeah. You've been playing a bit of Spectrum lately, haven't you? Or just looking well, for your for old me, cassettes? For me, these were the pioneers. Um, yeah. These where all the great minds come together and made some of the best games, I think. I, I had quite a few of those 8-bit computers. I had a VIC-20. Mm. I had a Spectrum. I had an Atari XL. I had a Commodore 64 yeah. at one point as well. So I, I had quite a few. You just stuck the Spectrum yeah. a lot, did you? If you look at games today, I mean, a lot of them are really just taking on old old formats. Especially the iOS ones graphics. and the Android games, exactly. aren't they? Because they're simple. I can't play on an iOS. I can't play with fingers. I need a stick. I need buttons. I, you know, I just don't get that. My finger gets in the way. It's too big. Yeah, you know? I, yeah, don't, I, like I don't like playing on a screen. I really don't. Can't. I just don't get it. My wife plays really well on, on that Dr. Mario clone. Yeah. She plays really well on it. I just cannot deal with it. To me, it's just like you download these games and it's, it's nothing physical that you buy. No. To me, it's just like you throw it away. You play it for five minutes, you get bored of it, and that's it. You At just... any point in this conversation, you're going to say, get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody kids. <laughs> kids today. Well, that was trash, man. Oh, yeah. Last week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, my, this, my game is uh, Bugaboo. Bugaboo um, the Flea. Yeah, do you remember that one? Vaguely. Two Enlighten buttons. Me. Just two buttons. Two buttons. Left and right, jump. Um, left right and jump, that's three buttons. No, left, what did I say? You said two. I said two, yeah. Three. Left, right, jump. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll deal with that. Left, right, jump. I'll edit that out, Left honest. is jump and right is jump. Right? Okay. okay. All right. But let me just, you're a flea, basically, and you've dropped down to the bottom of a cavern, and you have to basically get yourself back up again. And okay. That's, and that's basically a storyline, but... So you're bouncing off you, walls, sort of thing? bouncing off walls, yeah. And what's, what's a, uh, after you, then? Well, you've got various insects in there. I think there's a dragon or something that flies by. But the the the, the real fun of the game or the irritation of the game is trying to get out, boun- yeah. bouncing off these walls. And to do that, okay, you've only got two buttons, but you hold down your left button. If you hold it for long, you jump higher. Oh, I get so it, yeah. So it's, it's getting the right amount of time or distance like on a naughty boy button. when you threw you held the button down for longer to throw exactly. it further ah, yeah. yeah but, but I mean these involved. are these are huge jumps and you're a flea because the screen scrolls up oh yeah it's not just done on one screen one level if you Sounds like fascinating. as you jump the screen that. goes up yeah yeah so you, so you can can't jump like above. three screens up oh wow that's a huge jump oh right okay you can scroll up to see where you want to jump, but it's, yeah. it's you know it's quite hard. Actually, so how would you play it on the arcade? Do you think two buttons? Is that it? Yeah, just two buttons. Big old buttons. You can really yeah. whack them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be quite cool. Yeah, it sounds quite fun. Because I think the simple games only work in the arcade. I, I remember really. the name really well because it was like an iconic name. I think I remember the, the the cassette artwork as well. But I cannot for the life of me picture the game. Well, I played it a lot back in the day. Yeah, I remember and, it being um, a Spectrum. Spectrum only, was it? Spectrum only. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Uh, the, the, I mean, the the, um, the physics was really good in it. That's what I liked. Yeah, yeah. Well, being a flea, you could jump massive, couldn't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> flea. Oh, flea. <laughs> okay, right. Let's get on to game of this week. Which pain. is pain, pain, pain. Yeah, 
I played... You don't sound too excited about it? No, because I, I had Super Pang on the snares, and I really liked ah. that. And going back to play the arcade version, I didn't think it was as good. No? No. Super Pang is ten times better. Yeah, I think a lot of people thought the same thing, actually. Right, let's get into it. Pang is a 1989 game by a company called Mitchell. Uh, it was also known as Buster Brothers in the US, and also Pomping World. Mm. I knew about the Buster Brothers thing, I didn't know about Pomping World. And was distributed by Capcom. It was on Capcom Hardware. Mm-hmm. So the hardware is Capcom Mitchell, which is their own sort of board. I think they Capcom did quite a few Mitchell games, early games. Not, not so good ones, but early games. It's an eight-way stick and one button to fire your harpoon shot thingy. So I don't... It says eight-way where I got my information. I think it's only a four-way. Cause you only go up up ladders, down ladders, yeah. left and right. There's no diagonals, is no, there? No, don't need to go diagonally. Yeah, you can't trust Wiki sometimes. The game was quite unique for the time. At that time, there was nothing like it. It wasn't like a clone of... Invaders or Donkey Kong or whatever like that. It's an arcade action game. You have several balloons bounce around the screen that need removing. You do this by moving your little guy around with his harpoon thingy and popping the balloons, which, depending on the size, pops them into two. Mm. So you get a big one to start with, pops into two medium ones, and then they, they pop into two little ones. And for some reason, the physics... The bigger balloons bounce a lot higher in the air. They go mm. way up to the top of the screen. And the medium ones sort of the middle of the screen. And the little ones only just go over your head. So you've got to yeah. be careful when you're going underneath them. And when you've got rid of all the balloons, that's the level done. And like uh, games, I think some of the Bomberman ones did it. I think some of the Mega Man ones did it. Definitely Street Fighter. You get a map at the start and you can choose yeah. where you want to go. You can fly around the world. And also like Puzzle Bob, you can choose which way you want to go for the levels. And I always started on the first level. Yeah, so did I. And the idea is to go all around the world and do all the levels and clear up all these pesky balloons that's, you know, irritating the world for some reason. If any of these balloons touch you, you're dead. I don't think anything else killed you, because there were some animals on the screen which didn't kill you. I think they just got in the way. I couldn't... Yeah, it's like, sh- like a shellfish or something. That yeah, it was some sort of weird crabby thing, and there were yeah. some birds. I think they just got in the way. I don't know, I always killed it. it. Did you? Yeah, we didn't get to a point where it's Yeah, yeah, it doesn't ever hit you. The idea is you shoot up these these harpoon sort of chain yeah. things up towards the screen. They go all the way to the top of the screen. If you hold a button down. If you hold the button down. Or if they hit something, they'll hit it and stop. Mm. And basically, if the balloon hits any part of the chain or the actual harpoon, it will kill it off. It so the idea is to burst it with part of the chain or the front of the chain. Yeah. And that's how you get rid of them, which is fairly easy. So you could get like three or four in one get, in one one hit. Um, if you got the the, the chain in yes. the, the perfect because later well the first kind of change you get the very first basic weapon it doesn't cling to anything it just goes up to the and then disappears if it hits anything it disappears only allowed one shot on the screen at a time but there's power ups you get and the power ups is you can get a twin harpoon which allows two shots on the screen which is really helpful if you've got a, you know, a screen full of mm. balloons going on. And you also get a grappling hook, which when it hits the top of the screen or any of the platforms, it sticks to it until something hits it. When something hits it, it disappears. So you only remove one balloon with it at a time. You also get a high-caliber gun. It works like a machine gun. Reminded me of... Yeah, it's the easy (laughs) way. It reminded me of the laser on Arkanoid. Yeah. You can just blast away the bricks and you just blast away the balloons, but it only lasts a certain time. There's no ammunition limit. I think it's just the time limit. Okay. And there's also stuff... uh, There's a force field which you, lets you get hit once without getting killed, so yeah, a balloon can hit you. I was you. hoping I could go around destroying everything like no, that, but you can't. one hit and that's it. And there's also an hourglass, which slows the balls down. Yeah, that's handy. Which is quite handy. And there's a clock, which stops everything in mid-air for a while, and you can go through things, and you can hit them while they're static. Yeah, that's right if you've got the right weapon. Yes, but it's only really, it doesn't last very long, does it? 
doesn't last a second. And there's also dynamite, which was a bit of a uh, mm. power down sometimes. Because when yeah. you hit the dynamite, everything on the screen turns into the little balloons. And when the little balloons run, they bounce so low, you've got to be really careful yeah. getting underneath them, and it's hard. Deadly. So I was trying... And when there was only a few balloons left... That's when I was hitting the dynamite. Yeah. But hitting the dynamite when it's loads is instant suicide. It's a bit like asteroids. You know, at the beginning, you get the big rocks, don't you? Yeah, yeah so there's easy. only like five of them on the screen. Yeah. When you get the little ones, there's like 20 on the screen. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's just, like that. just like that. Uh, my tactics for the game, and I wasn't very good at this, I must admit, I was, I, I quite liked the game. I was rubbish at it. Let's just get that over way. Mm. My tactics were shoot, move left or right, shoot, move left or right, just keep going the same way. Yes. And basically, you, you kill a balloon, it goes to a smaller one, you go another way, kill the next yeah. one, and just do it like that and get rid of all three because it goes big to medium to small and then go into the other ones. But then the game gets a bit harder because at the very start, it just starts with an empty screen and you can just, it's got like one balloon and it turns into like six in the end. Really easy. But as the game progresses, you get barriers in the way. Some can be shot and removed, yes. like the Arkanoid bricks, and some can't. They're static and you can't move them and they're getting away. I think it really right. mattered either way whether they were there or not, really, did it? Yeah, but what it does, it makes the balloons bounce in odd ways yeah and sort of like you know if you get under it it'll bounce towards you quicker yeah and more on, of a hindrance on, really yeah they were just getting them out of the way and on the later levels there's actually barriers at the bottom you've actually got to climb over ladders to get across yeah. them and when you're climbing up the ladders the balloons can still get you but it also keeps some of the balloons in a certain part of the screen because there's some levels where you've got a balloon bouncing and it can't get out unless you shoot it to get through a gap so I was leaving those balloons until later on get rid of the ones out of the way first that can hit you then get the last ones that was my tactics anyway. And as I said, the smaller balloons bounce a lot lower. Mm. So what you've got to do is shoot just before the balloon and move out the way, and hopefully the balloon hit the side of your, your grappling or your harpoon. Because it's very difficult getting under it and shooting it, because they usually land on top of you, and I was getting yeah. that a lot. I was getting killed a lot mm. in this game. Quite a frustrating game, I found, really. I was playing it tonight trying to get under the score, yeah. and I was getting a bit miffed with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As you said, and as a lot of people said, I think Mighty Pang... Which yeah. one of the later ones was a really good version. Yeah. I think Super Pang on the Snares was a good Super version Pang as well. Super really good. I think the yeah. music made a lot of difference in the game as yeah. well. The music's a bit sparse in the arcade version, isn't it? Yeah. It's good fun, but it's not Super a lot Pang of Super Pang used to come and go, Super Pang. Do you remember that? You can say that or I'll put a sample in, mate. It's up to you. <laughs> we'll just leave Super your, Pang. We'll leave your sample in. Why not? Super Pang. Super Pang. The game was really colourful mm. as well. I really like the graphic style. You? Uh, it could be more vibrant. Yeah? It was a bit dull. Yeah, pastel not, dolls. Now you say eighty nine is a, it's quite late yeah. for a game for us, isn't it? I thought it was a bit dull. But I like the character. Yeah, I really liked him. He sort of little. He looked like a Japanese kid with big ears. Yeah, didn't but the he? backdrops could have been better. You know, like Bomberman got those really cool backdrops. Yeah, and Bomberman's could, a lot older game yeah, as well. It could have yeah, had yeah, like that. Yeah, you, you know? are correct. If yeah. you're going around the world, well, then put some kind of you know theme. Yeah, yeah, like Eiffel Tower or Big Ben in the background. Yeah, or something. you think Do they would have done? Maybe they would have got done by other people for nicking their idea but yeah you're right you'd think that'd be a no-brainer wouldn't you yeah definitely. going around the world you'd have like you know the Taj like Street Fighter has all the different yeah, things London Bridge it? all that sort yeah. of business yeah you'd think so but I quite liked um, the little interludes when you do a level you see the guy like jumping towards the screen or yeah. looking happy or taking his hat off or whatever I did notice as well uh, I looked for some artwork for the game because we, we we keep forgetting to do artwork mm. on these flipping games and this was more, it was a kit game, because it was a late 89 game. So there wasn't a proper cab for it. But you got, I think when you bought the kit, you got a marquee and maybe a control panel overlay and some side art, whatever. And the actual marquee that goes around the screen, the screen bezel's really nice. It's all really colourful, got, you know, tells you all about the, the pickups and all this sort of stuff. And it was quite cool. And also, I noticed that the, the guy's 
the guy you control on screen, a little sort of, he looks like a sort of, I don't know, little teenager, I suppose. He looks like someone out of Ain't Half Hot Mum. Yeah. Because he's got a <laughs> little, he's, little he's, going he's, he's got, yeah, um, <laughs> can't his name now. Gloria yeah. played. <laughs> so any of our overseas, uh, listeners, it was an old, an old 70s sitcom about, um, yeah. the army in, in India. India. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, it's not very politically correct. It was damn funny when <laughs> we were kids. Boys. I know that. Yeah. It's, he, he wears a little sort of jungle uniform and a little yeah. pith helmet, doesn't he? Yeah. And uh, I noticed on the actual marquee, I looked at the marquee, and I, I put the artwork on the uh, the show notes, is the guys look really skinny and sort of more westernised mm. with these pith helmets. And they've got proper rifles. But in the actual game, you've got a little gun, and you're a little sort of squat, little chubby kid. It's a lot cuter. They must have just done the American market, maybe, I don't know. Right, they they often, change it, don't they? They often for... change the artwork, yeah. don't they, for the territory they are in. Uh, in, onto improvements to the game. What do you think it could have improved again? Different backdrops to the game. Different backdrops. The music could have been better. I think the colours could have been more vibrant. Yeah. Uh, I think the pace of the game was okay. Yes, it did progress. Yeah. The difficulty got quite as good progression. Yeah, I call like that. I mean, it is what it is. It's it's a physics based game. I think it's just yes. getting used to the way they bounce around. You know. Yeah. I think once you've sussed that out. Um, and not it, to get the it, certain it, pickups at certain times. Yeah, you might yeah, come yeah. into it a bit longer. Maybe yeah. we didn't give it a long enough time, but yeah, I, I was uh, today. I was rage quitting. I wasn't really yeah. in the mood for it because I've been all rushed about. Because we come back yeah. from somewhere, so I was all rushed. But it's I not was... a calming game, is it? I mean, no, it does get a bit frantic. Don't yeah, later on. I don't know. We, it... We're old duffers. It just mm. didn't have that. No. So I you, can't remember. I haven't played Super Pang for ages, actually, but I know it's a better game. It I sounds think Super Pang is the one to get. Yeah, if you're going to get one, it's Super Pang. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. As I said, there's no um, official cab for it. Mm. On Clive, there was like, you know, we need marquee shots. Now it wasn't. I think it was just a kit. Mm. But someone I, I did find. I think it was a Spanish website I found, just looking for images, had actually themed a cab with Pang. And it looked really nice. I think it's just a jammer yeah. cab. You know, they've done maiming it or something. Because I know it's six buttons per side, which is far too many buttons for this game but it was really nice they obviously like Pang and they put the Pang characters mm. on it it was all bubbles around it and it was really nice I put a, a link for it in the show notes for that so is Pang a Japanese word it sounds like Chinese or Japanese isn't yeah it? yeah I, th- I think Pong is Japanese for Bang because uh, okay. um, it goes Pong on bubble bubble when you yeah. kill the bubble does it go Pong I think it's just a play on words you know like, okay. like Pomping World mm-hmm. Pomping was another name for it but I've never seen it called that and also the American name Buster Brothers got me on to looking into that site that name and it's a co-op game we obviously didn't get to play it together because mm. we're playing against each other you can play together on the same screen that'd be more fun the idea of the brothers the two yes. together like you know bubble bubble or whatever that, that, that would be cool I think that'd be a lot of fun playing yeah. it together and tactically playing it together I don't know if you get more I don't know if you get more bubbles on the screen or whatever because you, mm. there's two players you've got rid of them quicker but I find co-op games are a lot of fun Yes, like just Sky as, Kid and Gradius. as many points as you can, yeah, isn't yeah, it, really? Yeah. You sort of, you are helping each other out, but you're still trying to grab the fruits quicker. Yeah. There's fruits in the game as well that come down. You get big yeah. scores for the fruits later on as I well. I don't think you'd be helping each other out in that game. I think it would be awful. I'll be all, kicking you, know. you in the shin while trying to yeah, get stuff. No, just grab what you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose the improvements as such, uh, they were done on the later games. There's a few sequels in the arcade. There was Super Buster Brothers, aka Super Pang, 1990, when you were about. Uh, Buster Buddies, also known as Pang 3, which is a big one, and Mighty Pang 2000, and Pang Magical Michael 2010. Ooh. That must have been a, I don't know if that was an arcade one, it's been an ultra modern one, that for Might us. Be an Xbox one or something. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it was a console yeah. version, yeah. I saw one of the marquees on sale in, on the US eBay, actually. It's got the sort of, the guys look more westernized, but the font's really nice in it. Yeah. On the marquee. It's sort of nice artwork, but, 
I don't think I've ever seen a full kit, or I don't even think I've even seen the game in a cab, to be honest with you. So, let's go on to the scoring, and what was your score? Uh, I haven't brought it with me, but I know it was about, f- it was 115,000. 115,000. Mm. 195,780. 195,780. And you know what? I was actually ashamed of that score. Did you? Because old Sean Holly. Yeah, I know. Sod him. 600,000. He really got into it. He's got some patience, man. He's got some balls as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Swine. Comes over here. Annihilating our scores. How dare he? Yeah, so that's pretty good. Well done, Sean. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Whatever. On to scores. Last week we didn't give our scores away because there was a competition. Mm. And we can give our scores away now. Um, my score last week on the game we found glitches for was 1,631,850. And that's because I was using cheats, obviously. I was using that little Well, cheat. I got to 200,000 and then as soon as I saw on the forum yeah. that... You actually sent me your score. It was 220,300. Right, yeah. So... Doesn't matter who won and lost in that game because it's one of those things where you could just rack up the scores forever if you wanted to. We both got bored of it and just gave up. But the idea of keeping the scores back is the competition. There was two questions mm. to win the board of the game, Naughty Boy, and I've actually made up the uh, Jammer connector for it just there, wires hanging all over it, so people can play it in the Jammer cab. And the PCB is kindly given away by Simon from the Four Quarters Bar. And the questions last time were. What were the four quarters bar made out of? Sycamore. 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 And also, they wanted to know, we wanted to know our scores combined. And our actual scores combined were 1,852,150. So the people who entered the competition were quite close, but the guy who won it, Nez for Life. Nez for Life. Phil, yeah, who I'm going to go and see Bedrooms and Billions. He gave up, he said, not a standard sycamore, which I think was the exact wording. Yeah. He obviously went back to 18 and listened to it again. And his uh, guess of score was 1,990,125. So he's pretty close there, actually. So, well done, mate. my score was going to be low. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> well, it was open-ended, really, because it was yeah. one of those games where you could have got 50,000 and gave up, or 15 million yeah. and kept going. So he's done well there. So well done, Phil. Yeah, well done, Phil. I did try the Cinematronics version, but it didn't work on my main. I must have an old version of that. Yeah, yeah. So. I've got the new version now. Mm. And uh, hopefully Raiden 2 is going to be... Raiden 2 is going to be playable on it. Mm. And that's the game I'm going to do for next time. Because right. I've been wanting to do that for a while because I really love that game and I've got an actual board of it so I can play it anytime I like. But you won't be able to play it because it never works on main. Mm. But now it will. So I have to sort your main out for mm. you and we can play it on there. Oh. Cool. Because that's a real good game. We like Because you can play co-op on that as well, remember? So that's a good game to play co-op. Any more you want to add, mate, before we go? Yes, the art of side art. Oh, yes. This week's cab is Centipede. I noticed you brought your uh, little book with you, with all the, the cabs. I've got that book as well. What's it called again? Um, what the book? Yes, the book is called the Arcade the Encyclopedia of Arcade and Video Games. This book by Billy. Can you read that? So I've got my glasses Get your glass on. on. Billy Kurtz. Billy Kurtz. This book is actually quite expensive to buy. I think you can still get it on Amazon. I think I got mine from America. I got it for Christmas one year. 
it's worthwhile getting. I think I paid about £30 for mine, but it's worthwhile. I do think we could do with an updated version of it now, though. I mean, they're they're okay, the pictures in here. They do the job, but... They're obviously old photographs, aren't they? This is, what, 10, 15 years old now, I think so, yeah. I think there's loads more pictures now. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Well, collectors who've restored the cab as well, I think this might have even been made before the internet was around. I think it was, yeah. It's an old, old book, yeah. Yeah. What so, game are we going to do then? So, yeah, Centipede is the game. Oh. And it is one of my favourite arcade side art yep. on any cab. I love this. If I was going to have a tattoo, oh, then wow. this this side art I would have. Now you've said it, you've got to do it. Daniel back. <laughs> well, we're talking about the, the full-on US um, upright. Yeah. The full-sized version. I love it. I mean, just look at how cool is that. It is, it is full side art. It goes from the bottom of the cab Six to the top, foot to the top, and you've of the got cab. this kind of evil-looking centipede with, with red teeth. eyes, yeah, big long tongue coming out, and his his whole body wraps round these four mushrooms, red mushrooms that go down all the way to the bottom of the cab. It's got a splash of blue in there, and loads of reds, greens. I don't know. It's just that it's is awesome. a cool image, and it's. it's it's eighties art, which I like. I love that simple. It's very bold. Yeah, Atari had some extra cool artists. Yeah, I think the game's nineteen eighty, is it? It's an early eighties game, nineteen eighty. Eighty one. Eighty one. Yeah. But the whole cab is awesome because the side of the cab's white, so it mm. really pops, like you said. Yes. Yeah, but the out. control panel is really nice. Well, it's very seventies, isn't it? It's yeah. simple. It's not too much. I mean, the the real details on the side, yeah. and then you've got. Nice simple control panel with the, the trackball in the middle. Nice bezel, nice blues again with the the mushrooms on the top, mm-hmm. and just simple graphics of the enemies on the bottom there yeah. where the Atari sign is. I think it's got a little explanation of the, um, the scoring of the scores, as well, isn't it? exactly, yeah. which is nice. I like. That. I always like that on arcade games yeah, when it gives you, know you a little explanation of what. Yeah, you know, you you, you hit these to get this exactly. button or this this it's simple. score. Does yeah. what it does, uh, tells you on the can. You know what I mean? It's Absolutely. There. And then the, the marquee. Yes. Is following the same sort of theme as well. On it's the got side. a sort of um, back then futuristic font, hasn't it? Yeah. It's a really cool. Now it's obviously a retro font now, but back then it was futuristic. Yeah, there's no art on the sort of kickboard at the bottom. But no, know, Atari think, didn't really do that. No, I think there's enough. Oh, as God, it yeah, is. It'd be too much, yeah. It's very, very cool. And have you seen the, the cocktail version of it? So I have, yeah. It's a wooden side of thing, but it's got quite a nice tabletop, isn't it? It's blue around yeah, the top. I, mean, I always thought like Williams had made the best cocktail. Yeah, they do, yeah. I would have one of those any day. Really? Oh, they're actually have a quite, look. The cocktail cabs are quite rare. Yeah. Because we got um, a lot over here with the midi size ones, the Euros, yeah. with just wooden sides. The artwork on that is just awesome. Yeah. It's it goes really, right around really nice. the top of the table. Oh, right. You know? I see. Cool. Yeah, I don't got, think I've ever seen one, you know, because they're quite rare, the cocktail have version. Have a look at it. Yeah, because we've we got a lot of the, the cabarets. Yeah. I've seen cabarets left, right, and centre. You can yeah. get them quite easily. But yeah, and those ones, I think you can only get imports from America. We never got that one over yeah. here, unfortunately. Because, I mean, I've got, I, I like my cocktails, as you know. I've got my Nintendo ones, but they're quite boring to yes. look at. Yeah, they're quite plain, plain, aren't they? Very plain. The idea was they put different games in them. Yeah. You know, they just churned out the same cab and put a different board in. But yeah, check that out. I love love the artwork yeah. for that centipede. Awesome I'll put game. a little, um, I'll put a thing in the show notes for that, just a picture of it. Yeah. Because it is, it is a breathtakingly good cab. Yeah. And if you ever do get a cab like that, and it's got knackered side art, you can get that side full art. Repro. You can get full repros of it, and it's lovely. Mm. It's quite expensive, because it's a full-on six-foot mm. print, two sides of six-foot print, but it yeah. looks absolutely brilliant. It's cool, isn't it? I prefer, I like millipede as well, but I think that's... that's I prefer centipede, actually. Yeah, it's simpler. 
I'm not very I'm not very good at either. I'm yeah. not very good at a trap ball. But it's one of those games I'll have a quick go of and I'm just useless at it. Yeah. I mean some players can play forever on that game. Like yeah. Greg. Greg, yeah. Because Greg's got um used to have one of those as well. Yeah. Really nice cap. Yeah, nice one, mate. That's that for this week. Right, let's do some restoration then. So someone asked about restoration, because we've both done quite a bit of restoration ourselves. I think we'll start with something I've done recently for a friend of ours, Dave Lightbulb. I've made him a new control panel for his machine. He's got a jammer machine, and it's the panel's about a foot and a half long. It's not a very big one. It's only a MIDI machine he's got. And it had a real knackered old metal panel like, with holes drilled in it and extra button holes. And you often find this on converted cabs. And like, the overlay wasn't very good on it, and the joystick was horrible. It was sticking to one side, and the buttons are old. The old star point buttons, you know, the, the fruit machine lighty up buttons, which yeah. are really uncomfortable to use, with flat things. And he wanted to have a, like a half decent Sanwar joystick in there. Actually, I think it's a Sumitsu. It's a Sumitsu joystick. And some more modern buttons in it. And he wanted, um, just two buttons, because it's a simple machine. He's not going to be playing Street Fighter or anything like that on it. And he said, oh, can, can you help me make a, a panel? So yeah, no problem, mate. I can do it. I'll get the MDF for me. I can get you an aluminium panel that works. I've worked with a lot of aluminium plates sometimes. And uh, I did it for him. I'll just sort of describe what I've got. There'll be pictures of this on the show notes, just show everyone what I'm talking about, because it's difficult doing it like that. But basically, I got the MDF. Uh, we just went to a, a local home base, which we have in the UK, it's, or B&Q, and Home Depot in America, just a hardware shop. It's a big old hardware shop. And I bought this 18mm thick MDF, which is what a lot of things are made of, especially cab-wise, three-quarter, which is 19.05 millimeters, And this is like the metric equivalent of it. So I've got to do that, and you can actually tell them what size to cut it to. You can actually buy a whole sheet of it and get them to cut as many bits as you want out of it, and they, they charge a little bit more for different cuts. Mm. But they can do it very accurately. Well, as accurately as they can do it. And uh, I just gave them the size of millimetres, and they, they cut it up for me, the right sizes, which takes a lot of stress out of doing it straight away, because people haven't got the hardware to cut wood at home. You know, a jigsaw isn't really accurate enough because they're not straight enough. I've got bandsaws at work, but everyone hasn't got their own bandsaw, for God's sake. So I got them to do that at the, at the shop, and I did the aluminium at work. But if you know a, a hardware supplier or um, ironmongers or something, possibly they could do something for you, and it wouldn't cost that much money. You can even have some place on the internet will cut it to size for you and send it to you. Mm. Or you can get some Perspex, even. There's a place called Trent Plastics I use for Perspex. They're a really good place. They're online. They're on eBay, they're all sorts. And you can actually tell them what size you, you want it cut, and they'll cut it for you. And I think, don't quote me on it, you can actually get holes cut as well. It costs a little bit more, but I mean, a lot of people haven't got the hardware to cut holes in, in Perspex. Because Perspex can crack when you try and cut it, it's difficult to cut. But I use CNC machines, so it's easier for me. So basically, you get the MDF, and you get the aluminium to shape to size. And what I tended to do is, I've got two things to cut holes. I've got a wood hole saw, which looks like a round saw, like a drill bit, but it's got saw teeth around it for cutting wood. And I've got a thing called a Q-Max hole cutter for cutting out aluminium or thin steels. And basically, you, you strap the two bits together and you get a 10 mil drill bit on a pillar drill. You can even do it with a hand drill if you're accurate enough. You obviously mark it all out first where you want it to be. And you drill through the aluminium, but just a little way into the wood, not all the way through the wood come apparent later on while you do this. So when you've got your 10 mil holes in your aluminium, you've got two action buttons either side of the joystick, one in the middle and two at the top for one player start, two player start. And the 10 mil hole, you then put the Qmax through. And if you Google Qmax hole cutters, you'll see exactly why. 
they're like a screw thread thread and like a, a bolt and what you do is you put it on there and as you wind it through with an allen key on the screw it pulls it draws through the other part of it and it cuts through the aluminium and it actually pulls a hole through it and you end up with a little slug left over in the actual Qmax you just poke out and you end up with a clean hole one side's really ragged you've got to deburr the other side's quite quite clean. So you have a 10 mil hole and it expands it out to, in this case, 30 mil is a good close size. When you get onto the wood, you've drilled a little center drill into the wood because it hasn't gone all the way through. And that is basically your guide for your hole saw because the hole saw has got a little drill in the middle of it to guide you in. And then the hole saw actually trepans a hole out. It puts a, it actually brings a slug out of the bottom. You've got to poke this piece of wood out, a round piece of wood. So then you've got your two holes in your aluminium and your wood. You've got to cut them differently because they cut differently. You couldn't cut wood with a Q-Max and you can't really cut aluminium with a hole so it blunts it quite quickly. So when you put the two parts together, you've then got your holes in perfect size. What I did then is I got the aluminium plate, which looks quite scruffy, just a, a, an aluminium plate. It's just like a silver thing. And I covered it in this car stuff. It's like um, a vinyl and it looks like carbon fibre. It looks real smooth. And that just finishes it off really nicely. And then when you bolt it together, your actual buttons go through like a, a nut and a bolt and you put a nut on the back and it holds the two lots together. And then you've just got some holes to drill through both of them to bolt down onto the control panel. Bish bosh, Bob's your uncle. Very good, Vic. A few questions, if you don't mind. Yeah, go on. And see, you're, you're not the kind of guy who'd make one of these things, but I no, am. So, no, because yeah, I don't on. really like... You're the layman, yeah. Well, no, because you, a few, few tools there you've mentioned I, I wouldn't even have used before. Like yeah, that, yeah, sure. A lot of people wouldn't, know. Like that one that boards two, goes through two materials there in one. Yeah. What well, no, what it does is two, actually. What you do is you just get a normal drill, like a 10 mil drill in this yes. case. And you drill With what bit on the end? Of, are you talking a wood 10 mil bit? drill bit, yeah. It, it has to be a metal, metal bit? It has to be a metal working a, bit. A yeah. metal bit, okay. Yeah, because most wood ones are not very hard but material. But metal would go through wood as well, won't it? Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a normal drill. You get them in any hardware shop, just make sure it's for metal. And what you do is you drill through all the way through the aluminium, which is only like 2 mil, 3 mil thick, mm. but just a little way into the wood. Because if you drilled all the way through the wood, you'd end up with a 10 mil hole in the wood. Yeah. And the actual drill in the bottom of a wood hole saw is about six mil. Yeah. And it, what it does is it guides the drill in and it holds it still with a drill in the wood as you go through with the saw. Mm. If you went through a sloppy hole with it, it would just bounce around all over the place and make a mess. So you need that, that drill guide. in the middle to guide it mm. through, yeah. If you just YouTube using a hole saw, you'll see exactly what I mean. Yeah. You couldn't go through an existing hole with it, so you only do a little centre drill. You have to drill. do them together, do you? you, have to if, you if you don't, if you, try and, if you try and mark them out, it won't be very accurate. It's best to put the things together, smoothly together, so even, and put some tape around, even like gaffer tape or sellotape, and it'll hold the stuff together just to drill the holes initially mm. to get them both in the same place. Because when you put the two parts together, your, your buttons will go perfectly through your aluminium, but then when they go through the wood, you might find it, it misaligns the aluminium to yeah. the wood. And it, it's bad. It, it'll look awful. It look really bad. Yeah. Well, I've got um, the sheriff panel. I'm going to have to re remake. Yes, but you've got to cut perspex, haven't you? Yes. I'm not. Be, I won't be using aluminium. No. So, but the perspex will be something I can cut later. Yeah. So I can do the wood first have MDF. Yes. Then I've also got to have um, a groove for the T moulding. Yes, that's done with a router. A router. Okay. Yeah, routers. You haven't done that on there, have you? Not yet. I'm going yeah. to though for the front yeah. bit to hide the front. Routers. Um, I think the best best bit of advice with routers is be careful with them because mm. basically they're a portable milling machine. 
and they're handheld. You do not want to get your hands in that if it got out of control. Mm. It'd be really dangerous. So I think it's best to YouTube that one. I can't really explain over the airwaves You've how done to do it. Before, it. I use rattles all the time because yeah. it's the same as my machine. It works on a tiny scale, mm. and they they move at quite quick revs. They got like twenty thousand revolutions. These things and the cutter you do for T molding is a special cutter, special T molding cutter. So you've got to buy it. They're quite easy to find, but I mean it's it's a bit more than doing this. It's a lot. Yeah. It's more difficult to use. But once you get the hang of using a router, don't be scared of it. Just be careful with it. Yeah. But once you know how to use them, they're easy. And I've noticed you've cut a, a, a section out of the back for your yes, joystick as well. How did you do yeah, that? Yeah, the, the bit in the back of it is quite a big rectangle. Some joystick action here. Button action. It's quite a big rectangle at the back because if you if you just put the joystick underneath the wood, mm. the wood and the aluminium together is over twenty mil. Mm-hmm. So the length of your joystick shaft wouldn't even poke through enough, and you'd have like hardly any shaft. And nobody wants to have hardly any shaft, do they? Or <laughs> would you be, <laughs> be shafted? Shaftless. So what I did is I actually milled out a section in the back, mm. not all the way through, because then the joystick would never it wouldn't have Again, anywhere to you sit. You say milled that out. Is is uh, is anyone going to have that kind of tool at home to do you that? You do it with a router again. A router. I okay. actually did this on a CNC machine at work, which yeah. is basically a big router. But yeah, you, you set the router to a certain depth. You do small depths at a time, three or four mil at a time, and you just you can do it even rough. It doesn't need to be brilliant. Cause you never see it as long as it's big enough to get the to take the joystick size, the back of it. You're laughing. So what you do is you you route out or mill out a section like a, a pocket basically so it fits in there and you do it in depths take it easy so it won't take a very big cut especially if you've got a very powerful router and then what you do is you you, you push it in there so it sits inside like a, a stepped recess but not all the way through and you just put some holes for your joystick yeah that's what I need to do on show drill the holes for the joysticks there's four holes and then countersink the top side so when you put your countersink screws through and then put your bolts in the back to hold the joystick still, the top of the aluminium panel will hide all the bolt holes. Mm. So you don't see anything around the joystick. It's all smooth. You've just got a joystick hole, no other holes in the, in the panel. It looks really, really neat. I'll put a picture of this on there, because yeah. people might not know what I'm talking about until they see it. Have you got pictures it. of it before you put the vinyl on? Yeah, yeah, I can do yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Cool. The aluminium is just aluminium. But the mm. vinyl, what you do is you, you can buy this stuff off eBay. It's ever so cheap. It's a bit like Fablon, but this is the thicker stuff, and it's mm. supposed to be for car inside car accessories so it's quite tough and what I tend to do is wrap it all the way around don't just do it to the edges and then trim it go all the way around and do it underneath so it stays on makes a good bond to it so hopefully I haven't talked uh, too much technical stuff there. and yeah. if anyone's got any technical questions the only thing I would in. say is the buttons on it are quite sexist aren't they oh so the tell one, the listeners the, why the one player man and the two player man there's no ladies on there <laughs> well, they might be ladies wearing trousers yeah no yeah they are <laughs> I think they are. I might just do a little hairdo on one to just make a little it skirt like... on a little flower or something. <laughs> oh, you sexist swine! <laughs> I'll tell you what, most girls have beat your scores, no problem, mate. Yeah, so that's, that's it. Cool. So, nothing else to say now, mate. No, that's it, mate. Nothing more for you, and we're off. And next week, we may have a special coming. Yes, we have a special birthday coming up. Yep, Nintendo's 125th. Let's go to that one. Yeah, we've got to get playing some Nintendo games, I think. Yes. So next time, thanks for listening and goodbye. Cheers, guys. You can download or play the podcast, view all the show notes and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk or email me at vertvic at 10 You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can Twitterize us at 10 for me and at Nintendo Arcade for Alex. 
we'd love to hear from you regarding game suggestions, personal arcade experiences or anything arcade related you'd like to share.